This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Lovely little slurp before Sorry, we start. The audio listeners, Tom G. Hughes in the bidet. <laughs> uh, He's having a glass of toast. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom. No, yeah, please. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's June 28th in the year of our Lord 2001. Space Odyssey. That's right. And if you're sick of that old joke, then you'll also hate the fact that Shaggy, featuring Rayvon from Phoenix Knights, (laughs) Angel, fourth week in a row, number one hit in the UK. We're all the greatest hits today, aren't we? Usher's 8701 album, uh, the one with U, the letter U, remind me, uh, U, the letter U, got it bad, U, don't have to call the letter U, and U, the letter U, turn. All that time that he saved... Uh, by not writing Y-O-U. You know, he could focus on making, you know, more songs for the album. Probably got a lot of paperwork done that day. Saved a lot of time. I agree. Well more done. used than a dear nursery. Well done, Yusha. Late Night with Jerry Springer returns to Channel 5 for a 10-week run, with guests on the opening show including Hearsay. Other guests to appear in the series include Emma Bunton, Atomic Kitten, Wycliffe Jean, Clive James, Andy Warhol Thompson, Ron Atkinson, oof, uh, Sally, Sally Lindsay, whatever, Pat Cash and Victoria Beckham. The programme attracts some comment following report about remarks made by Beckham about Jerry Halliwell and Alex Ferguson in the view recorded of the show's 24 edition edition. Yeah. Oh, what did he say? Well, I'm trying to remember what he says. Some nasty comments. I don't like them. I quite like them. Yeah. Oh, was it? Was it when he went? Oh, I fancy the spice. No, they were together, but it's yeah, they were together they? by them. What are we talking about? Oh, I didn't fancy them. Without my bottomer. Yeah. Interactive TV makes its debut during coverage of the Wimbledon tennis tournament. Is this the red button? Here it is. Wow! Oh, I felt like I was living in the future when the yeah. red button happened. Tennis, oh. tennis fans loved it. Mmm, I loved it too. I loved you too. It's not really a good tennis pun, is it? Love. Um, love. Love's a good tennis pun. Love tennis. Crap. Wish you were here. Presenter Mary Nightingale announces she's stepping down from the role after two years to spend more time with her family. But more importantly, June 23rd, 
Sonic the Hedgehog celebrates its... Oh, that's it. Very nice. Non-binary. It's 10th anniversary. Oh. And to coincide with that, what did they do? Not like later on with Sonic 06. That's right, the release of Sonic Adventure 2. Oh. The original release. What a... <laughs> Not the battle. You've, you've put that in there because you and I have a mutual friend who Sonic loves Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, yeah. And they are forever, like, just just egging me on because they know I don't like it. Eggmanning you on. It's, it's, it's not a great Sonic. It's, it's all right. I mean, as 3D Sonic games go, as, as, as Future would tell us, they would get worse. I just don't like it. Follow me. City Escape was, was the highlight. Free. City Escape was the highlight. Trust me, and we will escape, escape from, from the city. I'm in the follow. Why can't I do yeah. moves? <laughs> you faker. <laughs> I'm no faker. You're the faker. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, all that's happening. Obviously, that's original release, the one that one, no one played. So, see, we'll get on to the one. Maria. When it gets released on the GameCube years later, we get to see the full grim execution of Robotics Dad in all of its HD oh, glory. yeah. Well, that and more to come. As I'm sure you're listening at this point, wondering where the bloody hell's the wrestling? Fear not. Salt the wrestling. Viewer. Who wants the wrestling? Probably the people listening to this. Boring wrestling is. They Don't worry, we will get to this gags. because the questions and answers, queries, theories, and everything in between will be thought of right now on the Cold Heart Classic Smackdown Review. The Dose of Tones of myself, Matthew, and his lovely shadow to his Sonic, Mr. Tom Campbell. Queries, theories, and everything betweeries. Oh. Produced by Adam Pachiri. Pachiri. So how are you doing, sir? I'm good, my friend. Uh, thank you. By the time you hear this, I am on holiday. Yay. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to the Maldives for Ooh. a couple of weeks. Uh, so we are. So you're hearing this the, the first week. You're going to hear another one next week. I think there might be maybe a week where we don't do one, and then oh. we're back. So many people want us to do one. Yeah, I, I, I quite quite a few messages saying do one. Um, so I, I've tried. We tried our best with all the classic reviews because I'm going away for quite a substantial amount of time. We tried our best to try and keep some consistency there by bulk recording where we can. There might be a few gaps here and there, so we do apologise for those. Um, but we should be, you know, come October, all back to normal, all back up and running at full at full force. Maybe use this time to catch up on ones you haven't heard, Ooh. since there are nearly, nearly 100 episodes of the classic oh. SmackDown review. When we come back, when we come back in October, we will have hit our hundredth episode. That would be great. Hundred episodes of this bollocks. You know that would make it so nice and special. It's almost as if somebody should have brought something for you, uh, and that he put in his wallet so he didn't forget it. I did wonder why and you were not, sort of. I going, know, I know, not like, like, like a bum just looking through my stuff. No, it's actually <laughs> supposed pocket to pocket billions. Look like a stinker. Ah, Sarah's purse. Ooh. <laughs> the stinker. Ah. Don't worry if whatever it is you're What's in your wallet? Oh, actually, no, the answer <laughs> to the question. Is that the Barclay card advert? American Express. American Express. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry if you Surname can't. Surname neck tattoo. First name Sarah. Don't worry if you can't find it. You can use this to buy gla glasses of toast. <laughs> Bollocks. I'm so annoyed at that. Like, I know, I'm sure it's just throwing a video people. And I'm looking again. 
Like every British person panicking when they can't find their ticket that they, as the inspector, edges oh. closer and closer to them. I lost 20 quid the other day because of that. <sighs> Fell out of my pocket and oh. I felt sad. I felt sad briefly and then I thought, you know what? I bet someone's having an awful day somewhere and yeah. they've just found 20 quid on the floor. So it's got, quite, it's got better for them. That's so, a lovely mindset to have. That's the universe, I think. Sometimes so the universe genuinely does me plenty of solids. It does me plenty of solids, does the universe. It's only fair sometimes that I have to kind of, you know, yeah. pay a little back to keep me in credit. Yeah, I was getting the bus today and small biddy sat down and like a minute later the bus showed up and she's like, hey, that's nice. And I says, yeah, that makes up for all the times it's late. <laughs> sometimes it works out. And sometimes it just, there's no greater feeling than when you're going to catch a bus or when you book a taxi. And just as you step outside, the taxi comes around the corner. Yeah. You feel, you feel like a Don Biryani. Yeah. Right now, I feel like none of those things. I feel like a right tit. So you couldn't find the thing. Have you haven't lost it, have you? Do you think it wasn't yay big? Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he showed a very he showed a very small. Oh, yeah, sorry, audio thumb yeah. and finger thing, um, about six inches. He showed there. That's about six inches, isn't it, Matt? That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. Sorry, Tom's good. Yes, it was <laughs> going to be... I might as well say it because I have to go home and get it and you hopefully forgot about well, it because you've all the time. No, save it for another oh, time. Oh, no, it's not. I'll save the it. ongoing story arc of Maths yeah. got Tom a present. Yeah. <laughs> Will it be resolved? Will anyone care when he finally finds it? Who we'll, knows? We'll but what we do out. know is we do have another little present. That wasn't intended as a present, but I thought we'd bring it. Oh, yeah, we've got it's a show It's a bunch of tell. Power Slam magazines. We've got a show and uh, tell this week. Yeah. If you're watching on the Patreon, thank you for supporting us. Uh, we've got a show and tell. Yeah, so we're having a look at this uh, one in particular, which has Edge. Yeah. Now, now, we mentioned on the King of the Ring watch along, I think it was, uh, about reading Power Slam when mm. we were younger. A lot of love for Power Slam uh, and the magazine. Uh, but we, we, drew some, <laughs> we drew some conclusions about the photos that you use in Power Slam and how they're just like the most awkward photos you could imagine. For example, this photo you can see on the Patreon of Edge that made the cover, which is clearly like a quick pap snap of him on a sign-in or something. And that's the front cover of Power <laughs> Edge in all his confusion, only in Power Slam magazine. <laughs> On this day, I don't see clearly. <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, it might have been the work Slack. You might want to hit mute on the keyboard as you go past the laptop that is recording the Cultaholic I Classic see. Smackdown review. Happened when I stood up. I had a chat with uh, the lovely guys who run Sonic the Comic, the podcast, Ooh. and they were telling me about how much. You all right there, buddy? Hang There's on. a right clip. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Fucking laptop is this? Sit yourself down. I don't know who Sorry, the Amstrad we're using was failing. <laughs> I'm going to shut this down. Oh, so while Tom fixes oh, that yeah. thing... Oh, lovely chat oh, with the lads from Sonic the Comic, the podcast. And they told me like it, take, it takes ages for them to edit the, uh, the podcast uh, per week. And they put so much love and passion into the edit. I speak to a lot of creators who do podcasts. I'm over here. I'm out. My shot if you wonder why I'm just shouting. I speak to a lot of creators who make wonderful podcasts. And uh, how much time they put into tweaking the audio, making it sound right. And I feel like such a, a half, like an half a job. Because genuinely, a lot of the time, I just go, right, that's the start. That's the end. There you go. 
All the shit in between. Yeah. Now, a professional podcaster will probably cut out all the bit where you walk around, show a picture, I dick about with the laptop. I probably won't. <laughs> you probably heard it. I think it's nice to show the wires sometimes. Yeah, that's what we say, yes. Yeah, that's my excuse for, for shoddy workmanship. It's nice yeah. to show the wires. Ah, oh. it's good. It's good to show mistakes like and that, stuff. What was that theater thing? Uh, for, formal theater where they like improv? No, no, no. Where they show I was like Maximum Theater or something. When it was like a total theater it was like, yeah, you know what to play. Ah, like a, like you know where they act like yeah. it's a play and you just go. No, no, with no. It. But they go like we know we can see the wires and stuff. We don't care. Ah, I see. It I'm sounds like. You're trying to make that art movement here. It sounds like you couldn't be bothered, but you know what? There's I'm all for that as well. There's an element of that. Why don't you just have a little scroll oh, yeah. through that? As so, I showed, as, as, you, as you said, last week we were mocking the idea of Powerstar Magazine's wonderful, dodgy photos. The front sometimes covers Sometimes they, they would look nice, that's right. And sometimes we'll get three of my highlights. Here we go. If you're watching on the Patreon, you can see Matthew Gregg's Powerstar Magazine cover highlights. <laughs> Steve Austin asked if he would like the chips or the <laughs> Whilst wearing, like, Christian sunglasses, apparently. He hesitates if he knows he wants the chips. <laughs> I am the champion, says Steve Austin, with the WF title round his shoulders. <laughs> Thank you. Hard-hitting journalist and most hard-hitting. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> 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 He's presumably going to step out of a shitter. <laughs> I'm too thrilled with this. It looks like he's halfway through the gardening. <laughs> the jumped out the bush. <laughs> the angle says, fucking hell, outside of Susu. But a this incredibly pixel <laughs> zoomed in, confused Austin, wondering if it is indeed a bird, is it a plane? <laughs> Whilst he's being given a kiss by a black snake. And he realizes, oh, it's a, it's a fly. Is <laughs> like, the size of that fly. <laughs> That's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. And it and, and all of this is is there's there's no shade truly on Power Slam because as a youngster, this was pretty much how I got my wrestling news. I'm so happy that Math has brought a, a big pile of these in today. Because you'd have like, you'd have like the first four pages where I'd sit in the bath and read because it would yeah. give you all the news yeah. that you need from all the major promotions. And I liked as the invasion, as the invasion started, like the sections for each promotion got smaller and smaller because mm. there was only really one these days. Um, and then the whole section for Japan and elsewhere. It is a little bit Rob there. Van Damme is off the yeah. Wrestle Express tour. I thought that would get your attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, lads. WX has, a, has lined up a world-class replacement for the whole effing oh. show. 43-year-old Kurt Hennig. <laughs> on the subject of WX, I should note that Scott Hall is not scheduled to appear on the show. You should note that. This, so you had like the first four pages, what's going on. And then this was... I don't know why I had a weird little fascination with this. Yeah, it was yeah. like, normally page eight. I think it went later in the, in the later years. Uh, on the road where they would give you some house show results... I don't know why I was fascinated by the house show results. Uh, just because it was just nice to get an insight into what like that was happening on the telly when the telly cameras weren't on. So like you'd see like these random main events of like Steve Austin and Chris Jericho in a cage match. I'd be like, why isn't that the main? Why isn't that on the telly? And I liked it during this period because they would have they're just little tasters of the people from the invasion or sorry, not invasion even from WCW. Mm. Oh, they didn't have uh, signed properly yet. 
such as uh, Above Average Mike Sanders, Shark Boy, and others. And you're like, oh, they're not on TV yet, but they are in Memphis in front of 800 people. Yeah, so like, you'd Ooh. see them getting a bit of a run out in, in, in a WWF ring as well, which I thought was really cool yeah, to see. I'm doing the, the Rock in Toronto thing. Yay, Mike's uh, above average. I know him. <laughs> Shane Helms beat Chava Guerrero Jr. on a card in Spok- Spokane, Spokane, Washington. Spokane, sorry if you live there. That's gotta be Spokane. <laughs> Spokane oven chips. Mmm, <laughs> what's for tea, Mum? It's Spokane oven chips. It's Spokane oven chips, dear. Oh, brilliant. I can't I've, wait. <laughs> I've been writing philosophy. Brilliant, brilliant, Kane. What's the first book called? Also spoke. The, the, the Spokane. Darling, come in for your dinner. No, Mum, I'm out playing with Undertaker. You've got Spokane oven chips. Oh, I'm on my way. <laughs> and don't make any more rubbish philosophy jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I'm not. Ah. Hmm. I think therefore I came. I think therefore I chose some. Yeah, so I I like this. Then you had the columns from uh, normally Finley Martin and then Stately Wayne Manor, which was a pseudonym. Yeah, but he still uses that name on Twitter. Is he on Twitter? Yeah, he still ah. tweets. And he, t- he tweets exactly like how he writes. Good. Shite. Um, no, <laughs> no, I mean talking shit. You know what I mean. But I know. I actually, know. maybe he doesn't. He, talk, he talks. He talks. Uh, Not little stuff. rubbish. He had that one column one time, and I still remember this, where, you, I don't know if you remember it, he did a lot of Jesus jokes, and uh, apparently some people complained about it because he talked about it the following month. Oh, really? And I can't even remember what the context was, but it was stuff like, like I didn't kill him. <laughs> I'll have to dig through and just see because it was a really bizarre like he's trying to talk about wrestling in a different way or he's trying to be up a heel I guess like Vic Venom was the DF magazine but it was just like some of it worked and some of it didn't some did and some didn't uh, on the same page here you would have uh, I heard it through the grapevine which is a, a lovely Otis Redding reference or is it Marvin Gaye Marvin Gaye it's Marvin Gaye innit sorry Otis Redding was sitting on the dock of the beer um, which would just be rumours about wrestling <laughs> For example, this week, Jimmy Valiant, Rocky Johnson, the Moondogs and the Bushwhackers all worked on a special mid-June card in Memphis. It's not a rumour. Oh, I said they go, true. And we understand a confused Lovejoy, a Lovejoy attempted to bid during a battle royal, mistaking it for an antique statue auction. That might have been a funny, <laughs> funny joke. Lovejoy? Um, John Lovejoy. Lovejoy um, in 2001. Bloody hell, mate. All right. Yeah, so they would, they would, they would answer certain <laughs> wrestling rumours. <laughs> At the Universal Studios tourist attraction, they'll soon be having a Hulk Hogan-themed restaurant. All things considered, don't be surprised if the menu contains a ground meat entree called Brutus Beefsteak. We also hear Matt Bourne will prepare everything pickled. Funny. Oh, you know what? Okay. Yes. You know what? Uh, okay. Uh, some, some good ones okay no, obviously, it's, addiction is very horrible and everything else like that, but mm. I was expecting that, that level of sigh. Norm McDonald doing... Weekend update via Powerslam magazine. Wow. Uh, Baloney.com was where they would uh, just, I think, rip off comments from like message boards and stuff. This would be interesting to read. This is it. 
Hey, what would social media have been like during that hit? This is what it was like. The ECW invasion on the July 9th Raw sent RSPW oh. into a rumor frenzy. To update people, that's a bit ahead. These were every month. So yeah, you know what's coming. Uh, here are the resident experts' thoughts on what might cha- on who might challenge the Federation next. If Bischoff booked this angle to take advantage of the upcoming Planet of the Apes movie, we would see the Dirty Apes invade Raw next. <laughs> next up, to invade the IWCCW. Also, WCCW. No one can stop the menace of Curly Moore, The Undertakers, GQ Madison, Mondo <laughs> Clean, Tom Brandy, Tory Atlas, The Funny Clown, and L.A. Gore. Backyard you know, that rest- was funny. That was funny. But yeah, that's, that's pretty... I-C-T-W... Oh, oh, which one was it? I... I uh, it says IWCCW. CW. <laughs> Bloody hell. That's, is that a, I, 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 that's a reference to more, far for More me. fucking letters than the Japanese alphabet. <laughs> I see CWC. Fuck that. All right, go on. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, Buff Bagel's relationship with the WWF has been stormy, which we'll talk about in weeks to come. Oh. Here is RSPW's take on the situation. Bagwell is God. Before you put on your best flaming hat, I would like to take this opportunity to personally thank Marcus Fluffy Buffy Bagwell for putting on such a piss-poor performance on Raw and making this ECW invasion possible. Tim Dudley. Your favourite buff WWF moments. Number one, Austin and Angle beating him down. Number two, the APA of the Jobbers beating him down. Number three, Helms beating him down. Number four, I don't go on luck, I go on skill. And then, hi RSPW, this is Judy. My son Marcus will not be able to post on the message board for the next few days. He is very sick and his modem is acting up anyway. He's resting comfortably in my bed and I'm about to go to Blockbuster and rent Star Wars The Phantom Menace for him. <laughs> yeah, sarcastic twice on in the, the social media is not a new thing. Um... Uh, finally, some random banter from the message board gang. I'm sorry I haven't posted in a while, RSPW. I've been dating a new broad. I know this goes against the message board charter about having a life and having a girlfriend, but I'm pretty sure it's just a phase I'm going through. Uh. Hopefully, I'll have screwed this all up before the next week and I'll be back home. <laughs> That's from Toxic. China's Last chin. Seen online 25 years ago. China's chin returns after a long absence from the ring. The castaway body part will be part of WCW's <laughs> cruiserweight division. <laughs> we found Matt's funny bone. It was on baloney.com. China's chin is resigned at WCW. <laughs> and then it ends with oh, a very, ends with, it ends with a very oh. 01 sentence. Oh. More net nuttiness next month. <laughs> I hope the net nuttiness never ends. Oh, all right. I might, I might be the same where it's like the because of the monthly cycle, I have to look and see which ones. We're jumping ahead a bit now on the time. Yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, we won't go too uh, too deep. But it was good because it. obviously he gives, he gives his retrospective thoughts on King of the Ring 01 as the big show feature of the of the month, and he was not very positive on it, Mister Finn Martin. I love the Q and A because it's like what <laughs> <laughs> you had to do back in the day. Dear Power Slam, what is Tris Stratus's real name? Steve Thomas, Thetford, Norfolk. No fucking way have you got internet. Uh, <laughs> the dish was born Patricia Strategius. Thanks, lads. 
You could have literally Googled that. Um, <laughs> they're all questions that you could Google, which makes it funny. Dear PS, in wrestling parlance, what does the word shoot mean? Sam Atkinson, Burnley, Lancashire. If a match is a shoot, it is 100% real. For instance, Japanese organizations, Pancras and Rings, promote shoot matches. The WWF, on the other hand, does not. Mm. Vince McMahon has staged them for the past, though. All the bouts of the Brawl for All tournament in 1998 and Butterbean's 35-second Bart Gun WrestleMania oh. 5.15 were shoots. Shoots. <sighs> Dear PS, I keep hearing that Paul, Triple H, Levesque and Stephanie are going out in real life. Is this true? Nicola Madden, Dublin, Ireland. It certainly is. Thank you very much. It's great. I like it. I love it. I like. I like. We are the champions. That always again geeky. I like reading that where they just list all the champs that month. I thought it was really good. And then you get your heavy features. Yeah. So this is the King um, Ring does not want. Was it really worth it? Yeah. So that was. This is like a breakdown of the King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold defied the odds to retain the WF title, and Edge was crowned the one King of the Ring. However, Mo Chatra wonders if the oh. ninth annual King of the Ring pay-per-view actually achieved anything. Yeah. It didn't. We watched it MMA's last MMA's very own, Mo Chadra. Yeah. You then get a poster of Scotty Too Hossie in the middle. Look at that. Get that on your wall. I clearly wasn't a fan of Too Cool if I hadn't already ripped that out. Oh. Still still the stables in. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I bet you will now. Honorary uh, Geordie, Scotty Too Hottie. Of course, yeah. Honorary Geordie. Uh, Oliver Hurley did a lovely article on uh, Japanese wrestling in particular. Oh, send that to Ross. Uh, yeah, I'll send that to Ross. Ross loves his old Japan. Um... They do a breakdown of the King of the Ring and what happened to the winners of the King of the Ring tournament over the years. It's looking at you, Billy. In an article called Crown of Thorns. Where are they now? They, you know, those WWF, WCW, ECW regulars who vanished from the big time. Uh, this is an article about, um, is it uh, 3P, uh, no. PW, 3PW? Not yet, no. It's, uh, I thought it was. I saw the blue boy. AKA the blue meanie. It doesn't say anything oh. in the company. It just says, it, it's just a bunch of photos of an event. And it's quite cynical because you thought Power Star Magazine knew, it didn't even say the name of the company, which is really brutal, but like, it doesn't even, um, it makes it seem like, oh, how sad and lonely the little independent wrestling world is. Which I guess it was if you used to be a WF guy because Road Dog's there versus Jerry Lawler. Yeah. And I'll see the blue boy, but he got paid, so I guess it's news to him. A fab four-page article about how Tajiri is defying the odds by getting over in WWF, uh, and rightly yep. so. That's a good point. point. Watching it week to week, I think that's a lovely article to have. And then you get your letters page, which is different to Q&A. Um, having a little bit of a moan. <laughs> Here we go. So, let me get this straight. Albert is a better choice for Intercontinental Champion than Test or D'Lo Brown. With decisions like this, it's no wonder the ratings are down the crapper. On a different note, why is the letter section of Power Slam filled with complaints? Oh, <laughs> there you go, Finn. There you go. Wow. He, was, he was firing all cylinders. He was quite good at this. Thank editing. you, Ross Mayer, <laughs> via email. Um, am I imagining things or does Jim Ross have a genuine grudge against Paul Heyman and the late ECW mm. Ross really lays into Heyman in what seems to be an attempt to discredit the former owner of ECW JR should have more respect for Heyman and ECW hell who gave the WWF most of its ideas uh, again this is a lovely uh, snapshot of 01 period because yeah Jim Ross had danced a lot of people and probably still does on podcasts we said like do you and Heyman really hate each other no we work really well together <laughs> <laughs> With the knowledge of for uh, years at that point, but if you know that, you're like, wow, Ross is really biting at Heyman. Yeah, that's it. If the, you didn't know. The, the urinal in the uh, hotel of life, or whatever we call them one time. 
<laughs> I love this. Um, I see that this year's Survivor Series will be held in Canada. Could that mean another oh, double cross reenactment? Nah, Vince McMahon would never do that again, would he? This was in 2001. I think he's since done it five times. <laughs> since the publication of that magazine. Since the publication of that magazine. Like, between the guy sending the letter in and it getting printed. <laughs> well, this is interesting. I'll do one more, then so we'll crack on. Anyway, I am a washed-up, embittered worker from the 80s who lost all of his money. Oh. I don't like Vince, the false promises he made me, or the callous manner in which he tossed me aside when he no longer had any use for me. Okay, he gave me a monster push that I really didn't deserve and paid me a six-figure salary, but he's still the devil. Did I mention that while I was employed, I was a womanizing alcoholic and a drug addict? <laughs> And my physique was fading nearly as fast as my talent and popularity. No? Well, that's not important now. I may be working small-time indie shows in the middle of nowhere these days because I pissed all my money away, but I can still spill my vitriol all over the internet and find someone who is willing to pay to videotape me while I brag and oh. whine at the same time. Did I mention that I hated Vince? And here's the M. Night Shyamalan twist. All the best. Half the WWF locker room, 1984 to 1989. Yeah, um, wow, he nailed those people. God, take a bow. Honky Tonk Man, Zed Man, Warrior. <laughs> Fuck, to go on and on and on. Wow, a little right. and that, that guy's ahead of the curve. What, what, like, yeah. interviews? Yeah. There's like, a little, there's a little, you wait. Yeah, yeah, wait till they get, yeah, wait till, yeah, all accurate except it's podcasts now. Um, on the side, there's a bit called This and That, which is normally um, people. Selling stuff, advertising stuff. Yeah, what they call it swap shop. Yeah, like a, like a classifieds for wrestling. David Thompson. Oh, they put his full address in. They put David Thompson's full address in. I, I feel weird about that. Anyway, David Thompson. A new feature on the podcast, Matthew and Tom get put on a community outreach list by sending out postcards to people saying, do you, oh. do you still like Jerry Lynn? I don't think David Thompson's what we're looking for because he runs a wrestling school in search of new students aged 16 and up. Bollocks, I was this close. <clears throat> Carolyn Austin uh, of Northern Ireland is looking for the 1998 and 1999 PWI 500 and the January and May 2000 issues of Raw magazine. <laughs> I hope you found them. <laughs> uh, Anne-Marie Hargreaves has WCW Mayhem, the music, would swap for Slamboree 99. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for some poison. I've got some anthrax to trade. Natalie Harkness of Ayrshire would like to hear from fans aged 11 plus who like Triple H, Kurt Angle and Stephanie. This is asking for trouble. Wait, I was going to say, like, haha, imagine a kid reading this magazine and reading all the cynicism. and just want to speak to someone who likes wrestling. I was like, oh, wait, that was me. Yeah. Literally me. Like, yeah, okay. That was me. I was, I I was like... A I should have sent him a message. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jodie Warrell would like to hear from fans of the Hardy Boys. Nah, they haven't got many. No. <laughs> uh, Michael Armstrong has WWF videos for sale. Send a self-addressed envelope for list. I, oh, I, I, love, I love it. I love this. Are you a female wrestler, manager, valet, promoter, oh, no. or a woman involved in wrestling? Run. <laughs> if so, a TV researcher would like to talk to you for a documentary program. Please contact John. <laughs> Don't call John. Um. <laughs> 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 and that's past. <laughs> And ending with another cack photo of a distracted wrestler. 
Bye-bye for now, says Jericho to the crowd and the dodgy man hang outside his house until four in the morning. Bye-bye for now. Jericho disposing of his doggy poo drop bags that he forgot to take out before. Well, if you don't like this at our stunning Steve Austin, then you won't like this at our confused Steve Austin. Bloody hell. If you can't handle me at my stunning Steve Austin, you don't deserve me at my confused Steve Austin. Right, we've got to get on with the podcast. Yeah, anyway, let's get busy. What's in the proper news? Right. Two quick emails first. Thank you for you for these. Uh, classic at Coldaholic.com if you'd like to send us an email. Fergus Jeffs is back on. He says, when you come to review WWF Invasion, is there a possibility of Crisis on Infinite Arseholes 3? Oh, yes. Uh, do you know what? We can answer this straight away. Absolutely. Because that's what we're doing. Yay. We, we haven't announced this publicly yet, but this was publicly. basically the plan since... We had a press since, conference. Since, but... Yeah, we'll do a press, we'll do an official press conference for it. But I think... I think when we finished recording Crisis Infinite Arseholes 2, we went, let's get together for Invasion. So we haven't yeah. publicly announced it yet, but Fergus, oh. you've forced our arm. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's like, we're like, we going to be like pro-WWF, and they're going to be think, pro- well, Oh, no, no, that's no, going to be so the, good. The thing is, because I'm, I'm on the Raw, SmackDown, and the Nitro review, I've got to be impartial. Don't I've got to be... I'll Finland. make up for it. Finland? No. Swiss. I've got to be Swiss. Finland. I've got to be Finland. What beat the fuck out of Russia unexpectedly? Yeah. All right, I've got to be I've got to be Switzerland in order. Good sniping. So you guys, you guys can all do what you need to do, but I've got to be Switzerland because I'm I'm on all of them. So there we go. But yeah. that's happening. You like to switch? You're full of holes, Tom. <laughs> Fantastic. What else is in the, What else is uh, in uh, the, the Power Slam magazine? Uh, Stephen Norrie <laughs> says, uh, whilst the timelines you cover are clearly set in stone, i.e. the chronologically chronologic of the given show you're doing, is there any events earlier in the era that you'd like to cover as maybe a one-off? Full disclosure, purely an attempt to get you to do a watch along of Robocop turning up in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything from like sort of oh. the era that we wouldn't get to touch upon that I think oh. would be quite nice to touch upon. I guess because of, of the, the beaten track. Because of the historical significance and everything, especially this weekend, um, SummerSlam 92. I think that'd be a nice one to do. I don't know whether I'll have time now. Yeah, a bit late now, but... When we say this weekend, we mean last weekend, because we're recording this... Oh, sorry, time... Woo, 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 time woo, woo, is a few percent. Yeah, not my Robocop, Time Cops. We're recording this, with. like, hours before I head to Cardiff, but you're hearing this by the time I've come back from Cardiff, probably humiliated myself in Cardiff, and I'm now off the channel for, like, Well, don't worry. You, when you, with a couple of Powerstar magazines in your pocket and some <laughs> cherbet dip <laughs> in your lap... <laughs> And reading about Billy Gunn, can he make it in the singles ranks? That's from, Dece- <laughs> that's from December 2000. You'll feel like no time at all, Tom. Have, have some kids instead, Billy. Um, so those are your emails. Uh, so I think, yeah, I like I, I like the idea of doing SummerSlam 92 at some point. I think we should have done it this week, but we haven't, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> then we'll find a reason to. I can't wait for you to go through the proper news and people send us more of your messages. Like PowerSlam answering, DDP, it's not looking good, is it? <laughs> Underneath, underneath X-Pac, why he sucks. Oh, wow. That's in the front, front page of Power Slam magazine. Yes. Um, again, no shade on Power Slam. It's a massive part of, 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 of both of our childhoods. Funny. And it's just lovely to look back on it and just see how the world has changed. Um, anyway, Matthew's going to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. We are the first. It's the first SmackDown after King of the Ring. Thank you hey. for watching the King of the Ring with us. That was hey. a lovely time. WCW is here. <gasps> And they're here to stay um, oh. in a big way. So we've talked for weeks about WCW getting its own show on a Saturday night. 
uh, the, the WWF is shopping around some networks. Uh, majority of feedback has been, it's Goldberg in it, if not, fuck off. Um, and they have now found a solution to their problem. It's not a good solution <laughs> to the problem. Go on. <clears throat> From the Wrestling Observer. Starting in just a few weeks, unless plans change. And they do on a daily basis. You can say anything then, can't you, though? Yeah. Raw on TNN will be renamed WCW Raw. I remember hearing about this, yeah. Now, TNN officially got the word of this last week. Although McMahon had the basic idea formulated a few weeks before, having one existing primetime show labelled WCW and one labelled WWF. Now, McMahon's feelings were that the WWF versus WCW war will have to be promoted as both being equals in order to create a separate entity and drive the same type of successful revenue streams when it comes to merchandising, licensing, ticket ticket sales and such as the WWF. Now, as negotiations fell through for the original Saturday night... Have a fucking hard on paper show they've got planned. Oh, God. Saturday yeah. night hard on. At, one point was be afternoon delight, I remember. After Saturday night, let's have sex. Um, on the, so that slot, they don't, TNN don't want it because basically WWF is saying, Do you want our WCW show? It's got all your favorites in it. Has it got WCW guys in it? No, we're good. That's basically been the conversation for weeks. So McMahon has said that even though those negotiations fell through, if WCW was given that time slot, it would immediately establish them as a secondary company anyway. So instead, he's gone, you know what? If we did that, it would immediately demote them. So let's give WCW Raw and let's have SmackDown become the primary WWF program. Now, this is still a win for Vince because he's looked at both. And actually, when it's worked out across the board, SmackDown has a higher viewership and he's in more homes because it's syndicated across the UPN network. So, so that's Vince still going, we'll have the biggest one, despite the fact that Raw is considered the flagship. Like Smack- And I think that's... That's very much changed now, I think. I think a lot of people nowadays feel like SmackDown is sort of the flagship WWE program. Do you think? It's gone back and forth several times throughout the years, but because of Roman Reigns' presence... Uh, you I'd said say, it there like you said Roman Raisin. Roman... Oh, God, yeah. I've never noticed that before. Roman Raisin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's just you said it really quick, so it sounded like you said Roman Reigns. Yeah, now I can't not... Roman Reigns! You've ruined it now. Do you know if you say (laughs) his name... Let's hope he's lost the belt by now. Do you know if uh, you say his name really quick? It sounds like just incredible. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, because of that, I'd say his presence and him being by far and away the biggest star in WWE to regularly appear. Yeah, right now in 2022, the year of our Lord. I'd say so. But back then, it's a bit weird for him to say that. I always assumed TNN was a better deal for them, but... I guess not then, because they went back to USA after TNN. Yeah, they did shop it around a little bit. But Um, UPN's currently the best one. Well, of course, it's the Shasta McNasty network. Yeah, it's it's, it's more that it has more uh, US penetration than TNN. Uh, 89 million homes have access to UPN, whereas only 81 million have access to TNN. Ah, so they have rookie numbers. Yeah, not necessarily. So it's not necessarily about the figures and the ratings, but the access. The penetration. Now, as mentioned last week, part of the change would include SmackDown being live every week, which is, again, another potential change to the lineup. Now, this could be a, this won't be immediate as they've got sort of dates that they have to uh, see through. 
But they are looking now at presenting SmackDown live on a Thursday. And this is something they'll do for a couple of years. They'll go back and forth on it. I think now it's definitely live. I don't think you could, I don't think you could have a SmackDown not live anymore. I think they do it on the odd occasion, like the one before Clash at the Castle was in the can at the same time as the other one, just, mm. just to help with the logistics of getting to the UK. But you couldn't do it on a regular basis now where it's pre-taped, you just couldn't. Uh, so they were looking at doing it live at this point uh, on the regular. The WCW Raw change could take place as soon as a few weeks after the Invasion pay-per-view. What is the Invasion pay-per-view? Stick around and find out. Which at press time will be headlined by a five-on-five tag team match. Now, this news draws complaints from people who bought tickets because people bought tickets to a WWF pay-per-view uh, with, oh. with, to see people like The Rock and Steve Austin, and yeah. big names, and actually they're getting what has been sold to them forever as weaker WCW names. And I, 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 I'm, I have to believe that is in the minority. Because yeah. you, because you've bought tickets to whether or not it's booked right whether whatever it's whatever it is it's a milestone wrestling moment and you're going mm, just wanted a WWF one I, I get what you're saying I can also see kind of where they're coming from because mm-hmm. um, as we all know people doing customer service work at the customer is always wrong mm-hmm. but. If you've bought tickets for the WF event and you love WF and you fucking hate WCW and you're like, yeah, and it's come back, you're like, oh, you told me it was shit. Yeah. Now you're telling me this shit's good. And they're like, well, no, it is shit. Just you wait. And he goes, oh, all right, and great. <laughs> wait till you see that six-man tag. Fan tribalism. Wait till their reaction in, in 2029 when we get WWE versus AEW. Yeah, I was going to say, people like, when I'm on Twitter and stuff like that, I want to see the like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, ah. Oh. Part of me goes, all right, cool, vlogging off for a bit, thanks, this is boring. But part of me just go, oh, that's right. This is what it was like when we were kids. Yeah, we, absolutely, oh. absolutely. Yo, I was very Sting sucks, boo! Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was, man, fuck you, the rock, the rock can't wrestle, hey! That's it, that's it. There were playground arguments then. <laughs> so so tribalism's not new. I think it's just more in our faces, because at least with the tribalism of wrestling in our era, we get full-on arguments in the playground, yeah, and then we go home and have fish fingers and chips yeah, yeah, yeah. and watch Neighbours, and we wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, hey, there's only, ro- there's only one real <laughs> confused <laughs> bald man for goatee, <laughs> and his name is Billy <laughs> Goldberg! <laughs> Pokemon sucks, Digimon forever! Oh, you're just being facetious now. <laughs> So where did you get Digimon from? Your mother gave it to me. She dropped me off last night. Fuck off, you're 10. <laughs> your mother, My mum's not like that. You did all the sexy things with your mother. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Proof? No. Um, yeah, it's always been there. It's always been there. I was really, I was a pro WWF boy, and I remember watching an episode of WCW. I remember being a little shit bag and watching the episode of WCW and writing down all the things that were shit about it. <laughs> I remember doing it. And you sent it to Finn Martin at powersam.com. Sent a self-addressed envelope, and then in return, I randomly got back a list of all the video, videos that he owned. Finn Martin sent you a thing saying, Max Moon was played by Paul Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> he might have done old bless Finn Martin. Um, so yeah, so I was, so yeah, yeah, I've been that tribal fan, and, and, I, and I see it now. I think the difference now is that it's just constant. It's a barrage. Like, you get stuck into like a wormhole and there'd be somebody there just spouting off at every WWE post 
talking about how we are better than WWE, we being AEW. Like, we are better than you. And, and then people coming back going, AEW's crap, we're the best. You're going to be dead soon. And I was like, oh, I've been here, lads. And no, all it does is it gets your blood pressure up. But the difference is it's just endless now. Always on, always on, mm. always there. Rob like this bit, so let's Rob carry like on, Tom. like this bit. What about The Rock? Yeah. Good question, Math. The Observer says the plan is to keep The Rock far fucking away from this WCW invasion. <laughs> um, just stay over there. Let's just tie... Like, at the moment, this is the WWF equivalent of tidying their house up before The Rock gets home. Uh, he's going to be back in time for SummerSlam. They want to do a Rock Austin yeah. thing for SummerSlam at the moment. That's what they want to do. But they want to just get the invasion thing up and running and off and going, and then they'll introduce The Rock afterwards. Otherwise, it's too many converging elements. Uh, away from what's happening on the main thoroughfare of the World Wrestling Federation. There are changes being made to the developmental system this week as well. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a, a, lot of, a lot of talent being, being um, uprooted and moved around. Uh, all, the, all, developmentals, uh, all developmental talent are going to end up training in either Cincinnati or Louisville. Uh, the move of the past week includes dropping all affiliation with Memphis Championship Wrestling and promoter Terry Gordon and opening up an official relationship with Les Thatcher and Heartland ah, Wrestling Alliance. Oh. This will also see them dropping contracts of several wrestlers, restructuring the relationships with Ultimate Pro in Southern California mm. and getting all their talent out of IWA in Puerto Rico where there's been a few people there. So this week, the hmm. WWF officially released quite a few of its developmental talent <laughs> from its system. <clears throat> I've got their names here. Ah, uh, go on. <clears throat> uh, Christian York. Oh, that's right. They were very briefly there. And Joey Matthews, right? Joey Matthews yep. is gone. Uh, Joey Abs is gone. Ah, that's the... And I can't make end to... Uh... The Joey Abs story. Leave the memories alone. He wrote a book. Uh, Rodney's gone. Oh, not Rooney. Rooney's gone. Pete Gas still on the books, apparently. Um, Shooter Schultz is gone. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Brian Kendrick's gone. I'll never see him again. American Dragon. Released this week in the WWF. Who? Exactly. Um, oh, sorry. Pete Gas has gone. He was, he was, uh, uh, he is, he's awesome. We have to be reminded he exists like JTG on Twitter. <laughs> In addition, they'll be dropping Sylvester Turkai. Oh, God. He bounced back. <laughs> <laughs> of course he would, that massive head of his. He's apparently wrestled uh, in the past few months as The Collector. And now... Oh, Zack Ryder's is, gimmick. I don't know whether this is a spelling error. I kind of think it might be. It says he also wrestled as Sly Scraper. No, I like that. I like it. But yeah. I don't know whether it was meant to be Skyscraper. Like, you know, we no, because whole... no one's got Sky. Okay, actually, a few people called Sky, but Sly, Scree. No, so, I, I like that. Sometimes Dave mishears things. Genuinely, on the he classic does. Raw review the other week, he talked about the debut of some guy called Craig Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Oh, I thought it meant Craig David. No, no, oh. Craig, he was talking about Craig Johnson making his debut for the Maybe he, should have he re looks all right. Rewind. He might be a star. Oh, if only the crowd had said Bo. Awful Dodger was in Newcastle the other week. Fun story. What was he doing? <laughs> doing awful dodging. Oh. <laughs> Pickpocketing. Um, <laughs> Gonna Savloy dip. <laughs> Brian Keck and Mike Hard, aka Mike from the Dups, has also gone. Mike Hard mm. has been declined. <laughs> That was quick. <laughs> Thank you. I'm waking up now. <laughs> My car. That's one of the worst wrestling names. Slice Grape is great. My car is rubbish. <laughs> My car has been declined. 
Change your name to Mike Hunt. <laughs> That's Sorry. funny because it sounds like vagina. There's women that listen to this math. Watch your mouth. It's women. All right, baloney.com. Calm down. <laughs> No, we've got evidence that women... Chefboyardsbaloney.com <laughs> Oh, could you imagine that? That'd be grim. The rest of... Mamma mia, the, the, the takes are so spicy. <laughs> I put them in my processed meat. <laughs> Mamma mia, I made it shaped like a bear. Uh, the oh! <laughs> the next Xbox match, it was so mid, it could have been my tomato sauce. <laughs> Mamma mia! <laughs> I'm trying to get the smell of test out of this sauce. Oh, well, I'll just put it in anyway. <laughs> I'm putting it in anyway. Whatever. The rest of the Memphis talent, uh, Matthew Anawaii, Seeker's son, and Rikishi's younger brother, Eddie Fartu. Oh. Mm-hmm, uh, who, uh, along, with, along with Steve Bradley, Russ and Charlie Haas, and Lance Cade, are off to work with Les Thatcher. Uh, Lisa Marie Varon uh, is off to OVW to train under Tory. That's Victoria. Uh, to work a program uh, likely to get her into the WWF. Uh, we'll also see it Scott did. Vick remain on the roster. They love Scott Vick. Just Fucking not enough hell. to put him on the telly. God, how long was he in development for? Do you know what? If if you're in a relationship that doesn't that, 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 that you, you, and you don't and you're not introduced to any of your partner's friends or family with like Ooh. a year in, Ooh. I think of ending it. <laughs> that's that's what this feels like. Hi, I'm on your phone as dirty little secret. Basically. Is that because of the song of the same name or <laughs> message scene? Never it's, reply to. Like Vince would be um, Vince would be at home and just say Scott Vick is calling. Turn the phone upside down. You know, that, you know that story? Was it about... Oh, who was it? I'm trying to remember which rest it was. Oh, uh, the guy who played the Yeti. It was... Ron Reese. No, I think I'm getting two stories mixed up. I forget Ron which Reece. WF talent it was. It was definitely Ron Reese. Who said... Vince said something like, you know, you know I'm very... Oh, that, yes, it wasn't Ron Reese. It wasn't Ron Reese. It was something in WF. Of, like Ron Reese, I guess. Vince had said something like, you know, you can call me at any time or whatever like that uh, to talk talent stuff, ha, ha, ha. And so he rang Vince. I was like, hey, Vince, want to ask you about this? And Vince just said, don't ever ring this number. Oh, I have to find out who that was. Ring me, it was. but also never yeah, ring Yeah, he was me. just saying it. It's like, oh, I didn't expect you. It's you a, know that's horse shit, Pat. Yeah, it's a bit like when, when, you know, it's a bit like when you say to somebody, I'm popping to the shops, do you need anything? You, don't you go, go, yeah. You go, Actually, yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I only meant it as a pleasantry. Fuck. Um, Sorry, what I should, have, I should have said is, I don't like you, but do you want nothing? <laughs> I'm just going to... No? The, oh, okay. I'm going to the shop. Bye. Uh, <laughs> it's also expected that under the WWF, the other WWF talent in Puerto Rico, D'Lo Brown and Tiger Ali Singh, will yeah. be recalled to the main roster very soon. Uh, and then presumably given their marching orders soon after. <laughs> is that what happened in the lowdown, right? Yeah, well, yeah, apparently so. Uh, uh, the WWF is also attempting to open up relationships with a Japanese office. Stop it, Tom. This Stop is, it, Tom. I am reading from the Stop Observer. Stop it, Tom. I am reading from the Observer. You typed up. I didn't, I swear. What does it say? On my life. Something the company, yeah, read it, read it. It's from the Observer. With, relationships with a Japanese office, something the company had no interest in doing until the acquisition of Johnny Ace, and I was thinking too about making relationships that you shouldn't be in. Due to his connections with all Japan and Moriko Baba, uh, Ross's favorite. Some of the cut talent is expected to be oh, booked on all Japan tours. Ah, oh, this close, this close. Mm. And there's also possible interest in opening up relations with New Japan. Oh, I, I apologize for 
You're all right. Having to tr- check your work. No, it's absolutely. Do you know what? I get it. I've got a bad rep. But that's quite interesting, that, because there was a lot of back and forth between All Japan and New Japan. I remember that happening. That's really exciting. Well, well, we, got, we, got, we got Noah. No, no, they weren't involved. Oh, that was a setup. Thank you, Bob. No, that, no, that was a I thought it was. I thought the joke almost was, yeah, we have a relationship with swapping talent. And they would have gone, what talent? They've all buggered <laughs> off. Exactly. We want your talent. Exactly. No, that was that was the thing, because that was yeah, where yeah, that yeah. started, because both All Japan and New Japan were in a really weird place at this point, where a lot of talent had departed. Mm. So, of course, they're keen to suddenly open up a relationship, but WWF weren't that keen. Well, they weren't that keen to begin with, and then they became keen when they started shuffling around their development system, which led to, you know... Them doing stuff in uh, less stuff in Puerto Rico, more stuff in Japan. In fact, there was a famous phone call where. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let me just drink my toast. Go on, Tom. A famous phone call where they said, "Johnny Ace, can you work us a deal?" And he did, and that's the, that's the phone call. Anyway, Chris Benoit. Will he be resting for the next six months, Tom? Noah! Yay! Uh, Benoit is going to be missing half a year after undergoing neck surgery with Dr. Lloyd Youngblood in Houston. Uh, he's the same guy that did Steve Austin's neck thing. Yep. Uh, so he flew down on Monday, had his operation on Tuesday. He's rehabbing on Wednesday and on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and rehabbing on Sunday. Uh, so that's him done now. Uh, he's going to miss the whole invasion saga, which is a Well, shame. I wouldn't say he'd miss it. Well, <laughs> hey, it's a shame because he, at that point, Benoit was very high on the pecking order. And with a storyline like that, a guy who is so embedded in both camps, that could have been a great story to tell. But yeah. he could have had the WWE World Heavyweight Champion belt and gone, never lost this, you know? Yeah, come claim, yeah, I'm going to claim the world title. Booker T and Benoit at Invasion. Yeah. And like, where's Benoit going to go? Mm. Which way is he going? Which way is he going? I love the idea idea of them really pushing Benoit and having beat Booker T for the world title and then beat Austin. It just got both. What are you going to do about it? Mm. Which side do you want? I'm on Chris Benoit's side. I think you're shit for this reason and I think you lot are shit for this reason. (laughs) I'm just on my own. I'm I'm, I'm a one Benoit nation. Benoit has joined the Benoit Wrestling Federation. (laughs) No, he's joined... Memphis Wrestling... Oh, Oh, no, no. uh, Stampede! Fucking Stampede! (laughs) All the stars are here. They've joined the Benoit Alliance. Scott Vick, Pete Gass, (laughs) that dragon fella. Scott Vick, get Scott Vick out of here. Sylvester Turkey. Sylvester (laughs) Turkey's head. They count as two people. A whole bunch of released wrestlers. (laughs) This is is how... um, What were they called? The... um, They start... In 2020, they were everywhere. Awful faction on Monday Night Raw. Their name's falling out of my head. Reckoning. Re- um, the, no, Reckoning was one. Oh, of Retribution. Them. Retribution. <laughs> Shake down. Um, China is gone. Is actually, this the, is when it happens. The four-year relationship between the WWF and Joni Laura, Laura and the transformation out of the character China ended abruptly on the 21st of June when Laura was sent a letter saying that the company was dropping all further contract negotiations. Uh, Laura oh. will remain under contract with the company until her deal expires on the 30th of November, but it's not expected to be used on television again. At press time, there were no storyline plans made. 
about what to do regarding the women's title that she held at the time. And there were no plans to basically do anything with the women's division. It's is you know, how history just keeps moving around. You know, this year we saw women's tag belts taken off TV mm. uh, due to backstage fallout. And mm. here it is in 2001 doing it again. Now, there's several aspects to the breakoff in negotiations, according to Dave Meltzer. Uh, uh, much of it was an inevitability, though. See, Laura wanted to pursue acting, didn't want to do house shows, and she wanted to work against and beat men, something that the company was now reticent to promote. She didn't want to work with the women or sell for them either. So there's not really much you can do with that. I want to fight men. We're not doing intergender matches anymore. All right, I'm going to fight the women, but I don't want to look weak. So that's, that's the weird part of it because you watch this going, oh, her character is someone that is stronger and bigger than most of the wrestlers she's dealing with. That's fair enough. And then you find out, no, she really didn't want to sell for them. It's like... Uh, so on okay. top of that, on top of that, so so this is her new agent because her and Barry Bloom uh, had a little thing together, and that's fallen apart quite nasty. So she's got a new agent now that's working through this oh, particular. Oh no! Thing. Is this the bad one from? Mm, oh, it's shit. the bad one. So she so basically they've gone to the WWF and said, right, here's what we want. Um, if she wants to wrestle the men. Oh, she can't. Okay, then she never wants to look weak against the women ever. And also, can you pay her the same that you paid Triple H and Steve Austin? Yeah, that was. I remember that thing being the thing about a year ago because I remember listening to Jim Ross's happy podcast, and he said like, "Yeah, Channel wanted to be part of the Million Dollar Club," and mm-hmm. they were like, um, "And it's there that surprisingly negotiations ceased." Yeah. And they went, "We're gonna uh, we're gonna leave that." Thanks so much. Sad end, really. To, it is because she was well, look when she was good, she was great, such an important part, a part and part, fucking hell, important, important aspect part. of the WWF during the attitude era and stuff like that. And obviously, Evolution had a huge fan base. Only just did stuff recently. Well, it feels recently with Eddie Guerrero. That was a banger. The right the right two center stuff went on forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Yeah, but it did work for what it was until it came to okay, you know, have a competitive match of Ivory. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be a problem if you're going to have these on TV. <laughs> and nowadays it's like we see this with people like, especially Thunder Rosa now on AEW, bless her, where it's like, does one move incorrectly? Ah, that sandbagging piece of shit. Get out of the business. But this is like, she. this is China being given every opportunity mm. as well. And as. Then it's not like this person was a fault or the ref was just a fault. They were both um, loggerheads because China's like, can I just keep on summon dudes? And the ref's like, You've done this. We've done this. Mm-hmm. It's been done. They definitely do something different. How about the women? No. Okay, because the idea of a heel China going, I've beaten uh, Mark Henry. I'm not having any issues with you. Would be a great heel. Mm. But clearly she didn't want to do that. No. Or house shows or anything. And it's like... But can I also be paid the uh, same as Steve Austin? Uh, yeah, can I be paid the same as Austin? But you don't want to do anything. You want to be paid more. Well, we all want that China. How are <laughs> But uh, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. And especially at a time when... She'd been, she'd never been less important to mm. WF in terms of things because of the stuff happening on TV, the rise of Leader and Molly Holly and Trish happening. Mm. It's like she's not just that the number one women's superstar. And at a time when sadly women's wrestling isn't that, as you put, part of the show and the WCW thing coming in, it's yeah. like, uh, it could have been a better time for the F2 to get rid of her and have no one notice. Yeah, now's the time uh, just to quietly hide that for a little while. And I know this, I don't want this to sound like it's a hatchet job on China. Like, this is just, uh, there was, you know, 
this would be the case for anybody in China's standing, be it whatever gender. But I mean, this is this is a circumstance whereby the, they've changed the game, they've changed the rules a little bit, and they don't want men and women on men on women violence. And China is really asking for a lot of money to do a lot less. And there's only a certain number of people that can do yeah. that. And of course, as you say, China wasn't in the maybe in 1999, right. 2000, China might have had that sort of bargaining power when she was doing more stuff like that. But in 01, where literally she's on the roster refusing to look weak in front of the smaller uh, female athletes and not a lot else, you lost a lot of bargaining power. Yeah, there. she got buried from EastEnders. Bar- well, pushed off That's a, a verb. Pushed no. off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what? That was, that's not what I meant. But yeah. She got pushed off a cliff by Janine. Yeah. And we wouldn't see the WC, sorry, the women's title brought up again until Survivor Series. That's it, yeah. So, so the end of a women's division until later in the year. So we'll 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 come back round on that yeah. one. But anyway, that's all the news that is the news. Good God, that was So awful, let us get over to a Matthew Greggles, uh, who is gonna talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown that's and right. and all the fun that's had there. The main event. Matthew remembering what he wrote down a week ago. <laughs> oh, this is the best. This <sighs> is the best. See if you're listening to this for the very first time, uh, what you'll find is that Matthew Gregg will tend to bulk write down his notes for Smackdowns. I kind of watched them the day of or the day before, whereas Matthew will have watched this weeks ago and written his notes. And then Matthew is a bit like um, that movie where the guy has a paperclip in a bag. What's it called? <laughs> MacGyver? No. <laughs> a paperclip in a bag? Wait, wait. Memento? <laughs> Memento! How did I get it from you that? You got it from that! The guy's... That's bull... No, no, I shouldn't have got that. No! You got it, though! You got it. You got it. We had a moment like that with Alex's dad the other day where she, where he went, who's that popular artist at the moment? Three necks. We went three. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Megan the Stallion. (laughs) 
<laughs> of course. So of you, course. you ever see those that's those words like uh someone's getting their test marked, the teacher's captions like, you've done the formula wrong, but you've somehow got the right answer, so well done. <laughs> show your I don't wor- know how. Show you're working. And I wrote 35 brackets, a guess. Yeah. <laughs> Teacher, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, speaking of fair enough, we get the long-awaited return of not just the rest of the podcast that people are actually tuned in for, but the Doom Door yes! SFX. And you know, shit's hitting the fan when you hear the doom door. Fucking doom noises have been added to roll. One word. Invasion. As Shane announces, it's time for WCW to invade as we get a clip of Mike Awesome. Yay! Brutally powerbombing Rhino onto a ladder on concrete backstage to win the WF Hardcore title. Wait, but how if he's not an active wrestler in the W... Oh, 24-7, isn't it? Like, yeah, but any blokey... Oh, I think maybe he had a WWE referee. No, no, yeah, that. no, but bear in mind, like, like one of the Godfather's hoes isn't an active WWF wrestler, but she was a hardcore champion. She was a paid employee. She was a hoe. She was, she was paid by the Godfather. Tony, she was yeah. a who. <laughs> she was a who. Um, no, I think, I th- no, I'm fine with that. I think you get around because it's a 24-7 title and anybody in anywhere can win the 24-7 title. So I'm fine All with right, that. Fair enough, then. Anyway... Mike Awesome sadly doesn't look too good here, yelling and wooing and going, all right, yeah! And they thankfully cut most of it out, but I remember him winning it and thinking, that's Mike Awesome. He's just like, yeah! He could have just stood (laughs) there and just gone, oh, Mike. I'll have that. Anyway, Vince is furious at Awesome's actions, but then Booker T appears at WF New York to order the Bob Backlund seasoned chicken wings and call out Austin. The best pun I had. Austin brings Angle along because he's a big tough guy, his words, as the APA unite the undercard by saying hell no to WCW wanting a bit of their pie. Front and centre of this little meeting is Haku, by the way, <laughs> who's only been here five months. Also, S.A. Rios, who isn't a WCW guy. I'm just happy to see him. Austin Angle head to New York and order the stone cold gazpacho soup. I was happy with that one. That's on the back, good. That, on, I like you. that. I like that. But it's it's a normal joke. We don't do enough normal jokes on this yeah. podcast. Alex says a lot of the st- Alex's review is like, you just I don't get a lot of what you say, but you seem to be having a nice time, and I think that's that resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. There you go. Take like AW fans right now. But Booker <laughs> T appears in Madison Square Garden and takes a Vince slap before shrugging it off and giving Vince a scissor kick and running away as the WF undercard chases him away, yelling, you'll soon be one of us. <laughs> is it like, is it, is, is it like you kind of merge together? Like, that, is it, what's the video game where like you collect, like, we are Katamari. Yes. So like, it's a mid-card Katamari rolling towards Wait, Booker T. what's that noise? La, 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 la. It's the undercard. <laughs> Booker T like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. No. I'm still going to chance, lads. And they're we're, like, mm. We're not big enough to get Booker T yet. Quick, go around the ring and get Jim Ross and Taz. <laughs> Scott Vick gets rolled over. Nothing happens. <laughs> oh, Scott Vick was at the fucking middle, in the fucking center of the Katamari. Shane vows to put Vince out of business. Be careful what you wish for, pal. Uh, Widdy wee, widdy woo. Hey, how come Triple H is in this intro still? Widdy wee, widdy woo. He's only injured. He's not dead or sacked. But Booker T. Keep him in front of mind. Benoit, even. Why did I say Booker T? Sorry. We're back at Muslim Square Garden. Sold out twice in one week. Hey, maybe there's money in this invasion. Suck it, TV executives who wanted guys like Hogan and Sting. (laughs) We've got the stink. (laughs) Vince starts the show in ring by saying it smells in here. Stink it's I, ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it he's not enjoying Sonic Adventure 2 then. <laughs> Sega insists they'll fix the frame rate issues for the re-release. Honest, Vince. Buy on GameCube. 
Vince is so upset. <laughs> I paid full price for the Sonic Adventure 2. graphics look better in the demo. How come Sonic 1 worked fine? <laughs> anyway. I don't want to play as Gamma. <laughs> no one wanted to play as Gamma. I hate Rogue. Vince says... <laughs> I have to do another goddamn emerald finding level. Here, find this. I just want to fucking run. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, for fuck's sake. Fuck, it's true, though. You, you pieces of garbage. Vince says he's not proud to be in the most famous arena in the world anymore. Hell, he may as well be in the Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> Booze from the New York crowd. Vince says Master Square Garden will never be the same again. I wonder if he did the same speech after Ring of Honor ran it. <laughs> Vince explains he hates the arena because of the actions of WCW. It doesn't feel the same place anymore. Vince says he's blocked Shane from showing WCW TV, so that's okay. And I've gone, wait, what, how, who, huh? Seven again? Well, that's, that's them explaining away the fact that they can't get a WCW TV deal by going, Vince blocked it. Hang on, is that against anti-monopoly laws? Where you, you've blocked them from getting a deal? It does, it does actually, Vince. yeah, there's a lot of laws being broken there. But as I say, I, I, wait, anyway, we'll move over that quickly. Uh, Vince tells Shane to bring it as Vince and his WF crew are going to beat WSW until they're dead again. Speaking of dead again, here's Linda! <laughs> With a WrestleMania thing! Linda! Simon Cowell getting a couple of pennies as Linda is dead. Vince very nearly does the, Linda, what are you doing here? I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was so happy. Linda explains she knows Vince didn't mean what he said, and goes over all the wonderful MSG moments we've had, the Freddie Blassies, the Billy Grahams, Cactus Triple H, Mae Young's tits. <laughs> and also, don't forget this, Vince, and Linda replays Vince demanding a divorce from Linda from October of 2000. Storyline! Hey, they remembered that! <laughs> and it, it was in the garden! And Vince is like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 whoa, whoa, humna, 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 whoa, whoa, sweet child of mine. As the crowd boos and laughs like a boo laugh, Vince says, laugh. Linda, I've changed. I know I've changed because I'm so devoted and wonderful and I'm a loyal husband. And I love... I've just put clip that. And I love... And uh, Vince then very quietly says, he loves her. I love you. And Linda says, huh? Say it again? He goes, you heard me. <laughs> I love you. Linda's not hey, here can, to can talk about... Can you give about... another run out of your Vince jokes? I thought it was good and I, and I talked all over it and I buried it. So please do the loyal husband thing again. I was like, Vin... oh, I'll leave, I'll Vince leave says, in, so I have changed this. as the crowd laughs. Vince says Linda knows he changed because he's such a devoted, wonderful, and loyal husband. I'm putting brackets pause for laugh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Tom, don't forget to edit you a bit. My out. wife, um, my wife at the time, my wife. Uh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, devoted husband. Cut to Vince leaving his birthday party with like a random. Not Linda. Linda's what not I liked about Vince's birthday party the other day. <laughs> How was it? He had cake and balloons. Um, I saw people going, oh, look, John Cena's there. Oh, licky bum Cena's gone to his... Of course, in his one suit, he's gone to Vince's birthday party. That's going to do him damage. Oh, look, licky bum Cena's at the party. Oh, hey, Brock and Pat McAfee are there. That's cool. <laughs> like, how is that different, you pieces of shit? Let Cena go to a lovely birthday party and have cake. I hope they had cake. Maybe because Cena doesn't need to go there. It's like, wait, aren't you one of the most famous, like, personalities in the world now? But he... 
but Pat and Brock work for him. You can like, all right, fine. If your boss says you come at my party, right? Oh, it's Brock like, would right. want to go. Him, him Cena can go, uh, no, I'm busy filming. Whatever, you don't get out much, Vince. Whatever, Guardians of the Galaxy 9. <laughs> him and now, but Cena's like, oh, I'm free. Yeah, I'll pop along and have a, I'll have a little birthday drink with you. Like I do at birthday parties. So I'll just go, I'll pop along and have one and just float in and float out again. Brock was like, him and Vince are mates, so of course he was there. Mm. Pat was like, I'd love to party with Vince Smackdown. Mm. I wonder if Pat will be there. Pat, Pat, was trying to get, Pat, Pat was trying to interview him again. <laughs> Vince, it went so well last time. No, no. <laughs> anyway, Linda's not here to talk about Vince's love. I put good. WF is losing enough money as it is right now. <laughs> She's here to talk about fairness. So Linda makes it so that WWE matches can be a part of Raw and SmackDown from now on. Oh no, Linda's to be blamed. It's Linda's it's fault. It's Linda's fault. Linda, you've ruined it for everybody. Linda's fault, that famous Northeast band. Vince <laughs> says, that's more ridiculous than her asking for half of his money. Hell no, I won't do that. Linda says he's afraid of competition. Vince breaks down and admits, it's true, Linda, it's true. There's a deep part of my being in self, the desire to crush my enemies and the feeling of regret afterwards when it is only I and I alone in this cruel, unforgiving world of wrestling. Only amongst the bishops and cons do I feel welcome. Linda cuts him off and says she got a better idea. And officially changes fully loaded into the invasion and make it WF versus WCW. Big pop for that. I wasn't happy about getting rid of the name Fully Loaded because I always like the name Fully Loaded. It's, it's my favourite gambling-themed pay-per-view event. Wait, I just realised those guys buying tickets, do we have admitting that by having WWE people on the show, this is not Fully Loaded. <laughs> WF presents Half Cocked. Half Cocked. <laughs> 2F present Half-Hearted and Half-Witted. And my card. I'd love but, to meet someone who genuinely was like, there's WCW versus on this card. Like, a piece of fucking history. I can, you know what? I, can, I said, get it. Oh, as a WCW lad, towards the end anyway, I can get, I can see where they're coming from, not be too perturbed. But Deep. that's how I was kind of when it was like, it's New Japan versus AEW. If obviously that was announced as that being that, so obviously you'd be a tit if you went, oh, it's New Japan versus here. But if I wasn't there, I'd be like, no, I don't watch New Japan. Right, yeah, they, because they announced that ahead of time. You can't and it's just it. as well, though, because they did such a good job of building them up. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Vince laughs it off and says, you're on, and declares he's going to run Shane and WCW out of business. What do you mean, Vince? They're not in business. <laughs> it's a zombie. Vince would be a great necromancer, I've written here. <laughs> he definitely would have brought back Warrior just to fire him again when he's bored on a Sunday night. <laughs> Arr, you're fired. Fuck. <laughs> as out of place as a Linda Vince bit feels right now in the overall scheme of things, this was Vince as his most sci-fi villain. I put Gulda Cat from Deep Space Nine would be proud of him. I'm running that Deep Space Nine train until it can please, run no more. Please I fucking do. love Deep Space Nine. Have you seen any of it? I haven't, no. Why not, you silly biscuit? Because I, I, I only have finite time in the day. And I That's don't. right, you need to sleep three and hours. I, and I, I need at least three hours of sleep. Mind you, we have got a gap in our lives now because Only Murders in the Building has finished. And mm. I loved that. Um, and I mean, we, we've got the House of Dragons... Thingy. I'm not even bothered. Well, the first one was good. I know. First one was good. People are telling me, yeah, you should. I'm looking at it going, God, this looks cheap. Mm, it's not too bad. She Hulk's good. That looks a bit cheap. That looks really cheap. They all look shit now. I know. But I don't know how, anyway. I don't know how much of that is because um, 
the lady who plays She-Hulk is so beautiful that there's not much sort of imperfection to add to the skin. Oh, that's a lovely way of saying that. And so therefore it does look very insincere because she is so... You know, I'll I, I go over the fact that she's not, you know, China circa 01 levels of big and whatever. But uh, I think I'm just I'm trying to avoid watching these superhero things now because mm. I watched Love and Thunder, Thor 5, and went, or oh, Thor, whatever, and went... Yeah, this definitely feels and looks like it was made in a factory. This oh. feels like one of those nostalgia critic bits, but with a bit of budget. Oh, is it, is it, do you think it's getting cheaper and they're just sort of it look, it, Yeah, it, they feel very empty because you go, mm. okay, it, it's all CGI. There's not much feeling to it. And again, without Thanos and the drive, we're really good off topic here, I'm sorry. But without like the Thanos thing, which we really made these, even the crap films, you'd be like, all right, but at least it Because you have this. the overarching Thanos story. Yeah, now it's just, and Thor will do something. And you're like, all right, well, that was fucking great. They're kind of slowly, slowly building towards a, a, a bigger arc. They're kind of getting the pieces Noah. in place. <laughs> you and your Noah jokes, Tom, I swear to God. <laughs> I've not even made one yet. Um, they're slowly building towards that sort of multiverse story, which is going to bring in, like, the X-Men uh. and stuff. They already did. Oh, they're known for their great films. See, now I can, now, now it's been enough time. I think on this podcast, I was very giddy about it and I couldn't talk about it. Oh, okay. In Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, mm. the bit that genuinely popped me in the cinema was when he's in the multiverse and he meets the multiverse council. And then you just hear, oh, yeah. ah, there you are, Doctor Strange. And then the wheelchair comes in and the music goes, da 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 mm. I was like, oh, they did it! They did it! I was so excited. I got the bigger pop. Oh, uh, yeah. It was the biggest I, part I of the cinema. I grabbed Alex's arm and went, yeah. oh! <laughs> It was that. What's his name is uh, from The Office? Yes. Uh, yeah, whatever. Him from Jim. The Office. And then uh, the other big pop was like, you know, Black Bolt. Is it Black Bolt? Can uh, mm. just kill you one, yeah. one word? It was how can you do that with no mouth? Mm. That was great. <laughs> you know, worst guy in the mic since Ricochet. APA unite the locker room against the invaders it's and how WCW sucks and not letting anyone get in to take food out of their mouths. They didn't even know the cameras were on for this bit. No. Uh, this is Madison Square Garden, the home of the WWF that you helped, that you and I helped build, says former WCW world champion Ron Simmons with Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn yeah. watching on next to Kai and Ty. I was going to say straight away, I'm fascinated by the current locker room as Bull and Goodfather are casually dressed. Now that writer's sensor is TBC. Uh, and by casually dressed, I mean Bull is wearing a WrestleMania X7 shirt. Oh, kiss of death. Also, just incredible, who just got here two months ago, Jerry Lynn, who would never have a, another televised WF match after this, and Dean Malenko, who'd announced his retirement at the fourth annual Brian Pillman Memorial Show two weeks ago. Yeah, they're doing well uniting these guys like they're dock workers, ready to strike <laughs> rather than unload a boatload full of brand new lugs invading your shoe rack, like Hugh Morris and Sean Stasiak. And it's Shane handing Edge the King Ring title as everyone talks about how great Shane is and nothing about Edge. Lugs, they now glow in the dark, which is useful when Shane O'Mac steals your spotlight. <laughs> oh, he did it. He went there, girlfriend. Speak to, <laughs> speak to which. Edge and Christian head out with Christian proudly holding Edge's King Ring trophy because everyone is handing his stuff now, apparently. Everyone is hand. Oh, is handing his stuff with. Ah, oh, okay, that wasn't very well typed, but it was almost there. Oh, and it's because Shane handed the King oh, Ring title. Oh, that could have been better. I'm with you. Oh, and it's this promo. Edge does a faux Michael Buffer impression, which I guess is just DX. Wait, or uh, if it's DX, is it faux faux Buffer? 
as in, I can't believe it's not Buffer. (laughs) (laughs) The puns are coming thick this week. Anyway, it doesn't matter. As Edge announces Billy's new gimmick, Billy Bitch Cakes. This was a thing from Raw, wasn't this it? This happened on Raw. This isn't the promo. It's a sequel to the promo. It's the spin-off. Do you remember it? Yes. Go ahead. So um, he Edge <laughs> promised that he wouldn't Billy Gun this King of the Ring. In front of Billy Billy Gun was on the ram. In front of Billy Gun. And Billy's like, huh? What does that mean? He said Billy Gun. He, he compared Billy Gun to a vacuum cleaner, being able to suck <laughs> and blow at the same time. And he goes, just oh. buried Billy six feet. I never won. He went. Tell you what, I will not Billy go this King of the Ring title because if two years from now I'm at King of the Ring 2003 pay per view and the best thing I could come up with is to go to WFU New York and complain about what I'm doing myself, just shoot me in the head. <laughs> That's what he said on just Monday Night Raw. Absolutely eviscerated Billy Gunn. Yeah. And you know what? Billy Gunn deserved it at that point. They're continuing this because Billy ain't happy with Edge and he'd be even less happy if you could hear Michael Cole calling him, quote, the extremely frustrated, extremely bitter Billy Gunn, given the fact he wasn't invited to be in King of the Ring this year. Wait, they're invited? What, with little envelopes? <laughs> oh, no wonder Kane didn't get one. Every time the paperboy threw it at Kane, he'd reach his arm up to catch it and cause it to set on fire. <laughs> Oh, no cane of the ring this year. Just want to read the classifieds. <laughs> I've got an 11-year-old who wants to talk to us about Triple H. Oh, no, <laughs> Jesus, no. Disregard, disregard, disregard. <laughs> anyway, X-Pac used the dirty pin, as it's called in the games, to beat Jeff Hardy for the light heavyweight title on Raw. Yeah, we knew that was coming. No way, X-Pac is doing clean jobs for a few weeks without drinking some pins and lemonade. <laughs> Pins and lemonade. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Man, it is a combo. It's, it's like killer instinct for shit puns. Jesus Christ. So x Pac and Billy are teaming up as not DX. Ah, oh, nice little uh, reunion. To take on ENC. Oh, wait, sorry. It's a handicap match as Cole quotes Edge's promos from Raw about Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, Billy's miserable about not being included and wondering why you're underachieving. Well, try looking into a mirror. Fucking Cole! Who got the shit kicked <laughs> out of him by Steve Austin clearly has zero fucks left to give if he's going, hey, Billy, you're crap, mate. Yeah. I said, not Dracula would struggle to come back from all this. <laughs> Billy, anyway. Billy became a real punching bag for yeah. like a week and then... Another week, and then another We've got a new gimmick for you. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to... It's going to do week. wonders. Billy Bitch Cakes. How's this going to help me? No, it's not going to do wonders for you. <laughs> anyway, face edge is full of energy, and then accidentally dunks Christian off the apron. Shades of Survivor Series 1993, which you can listen to in the archives. Oh! The podcast review. Uh, and by which I mean... Oh, God. I talked all over that. Shades of Survivor Series 93, and by which I mean, here come the clowns, as why me Billy Gunn tags in. Because <laughs> it's doink. Had the team of doinks. Anyway. <laughs> Billy misses his giant splash in the corner while moaning. Christian gets knocked down from a big clothesline as the commentators talk about the rest of the show. Crowd hates X-Pac, but they do not cheer Christian yet. Taz calls X-Pac a stud as he lands the Bronco Buster. 
Well timed there, pal. Edge gets the hot tag and lands a tilt will on Bill before finishing X-Pac with the buzz killer. The, the, the what? Oh, I forgot the execution was called that. Mm. Post-match, Christian celebrates with Edge's trophy because he's so proud of him. <laughs> Invasion is fully loaded and is bigger than the Super Bowl, they say. Yeah, you know, that one Super Bowl where all the stars were living off their giant XFL contracts and couldn't compete. <laughs> what do you think of this match and segment, Tom? Oh, it was fine. I think Showcase Edge is a baby face very well. Um, and, and we continue that slow little trickle towards Edge and Christian going, oh, going bye-bye. Yeah. Lovely done. Nicely Billy and X-Pac team up. I forgot they did. Team suck. Team suck. And Billy Sorry, Gunn, the, the I, team probably known as X Factor. I fear that Billy Gunn is about to become the new figure of fun on the podcast. He can't not after that. That was, yeah. Basically, what's, what's my new gimmick? Well, everyone's just going to tell everyone that you're shit. Yeah. We, we don't want to turn him into a verb, but China has just got Billy Gunned out the company. <laughs> Sorry, Barry from EastEnders, you've been replaced already, which <laughs> is pretty much the most Barry from EastEnders thing you could do at this point. <laughs> uh, Austin talks to Debs and his WWF title. Yeah, you heard me. He talks about what he'd do to Booker. He'd squeeze his skinny neck. He'd kill him. Vince barges in and Austin explains he's mad at him, not for allowing the invasion pay-per-view to happen, but because Austin wants those two matches on WFTV. Vince says it ain't right, and for once, the creep is right. There's going to be one on Raw and one on SmackDown, these are matches, after Austin whispers into his ear about something. This was so badly typed. Let me do this again from memory. I beg your pardon. I can help Vince you. Vince comes you in need. and goes, why are you... You can't be allowing this. You've That's come to madness. me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Austin, why would you want people, the WCB people, to having matches? That's ridiculous. And Austin goes, <laughs> and Vince goes, yeah, that's a good idea, Austin. We'll have one match on SmackDown, one match on Raw. There we go. I did a better from memory than I did typing. I wonder what Austin whispered to Vince. It was probably, hire Bagwell. Yeah, he said, do you want a reason to kick the shit out of Bagwell? Yeah. I got we had the same idea there. <laughs> I've got this great little, I've got this great little joke to play on Bagwell. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> Welcome to the WWF. Yeah. You know how you like hiring people just to fire them again? Like you did the Warrior on Sunday? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bagwell's free. We'll kill Bagwell. And because we did it at Madison Square Garden, that means he's part of your internal uh, compound, so you can always resurrect him and fire him. There you go. Oh, I, I didn't realize you, you were in the club, Austin. LSD and Molly talk backstage. Without sound, you'd think... Oh, no. If you didn't have the sound on, just looking at the two of them, you'd think that Spike had come to install her dry roofing. <laughs> Molly is so looks so much like a wrestler, and Spike looks so much like a fan. This was a classic start of a Scooby-Doo episode bit of dialogue. Gee, gang, what a great time we had at the Statue of Liberty today. This would be the this would be the British equivalent as well. Just look at the pair of them. It's like. Oh, you young sable lad. <laughs> Are the horses unmanured? That's right, Millie. That's how we say it in the stables, so the start which I porn. also live in. It's the start of a porn film. I'm here to install your dry roofing. Oh, it won't be very dry soon. Oh, no. Because it's raining. And we're going to have sex. I'm going up, you're down, Avi. <laughs> Uh, the, the That's me, not what it's called. We have to change the name and not get sued. Oh, I see. Sp uh, Molly said to Spike, gee, Spike, thanks for taking oh, me yeah, up the, oh. stop, the stop. Oh, you fucking. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. This is what's become. Thank you for taking me to look at the Statue of Liberty earlier. And then Spike, and she said, oh, it was beautiful. And Spike went, it's not as beautiful as you. And I was like, Molly would go, I fucking hope not. It's a fucking statue. 
She just went, ah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> she hoped not. It's a fucking oh. massive statue. Oh, if you said that to me now on Facebook, I'd like thumbs up and uh, go do something else. I uh, thought this was going to lead to the Statue of Liberty getting Crash Holly for a tag match. <laughs> Yeah, just, you just, said I was beautiful. She got a bad reps since Ghostbusters 2. Uh, I put, yeah, she thanks for taking the Statue of Liberty. It was beautiful. Not as beautiful as you, says Spike, I'll who used to perform Midsummer Night's Dream on a regular basis. Uh, speaking of which, here comes Bottom. As Perry and his mop, uh, I hear they have not brought with them any crowd reaction, however. <laughs> he says something that I'm not going to type, and then he leaves. Then Crash Holly and his useless partner, the WF Attitude shirt, show up and yell, What is this? The young and the restless? Spike Dudley is neither of those things. <laughs> Haggard. He looks how I feel. <laughs> he looks how I feel. Crash Holly says short people like Spike make him sick. In case you were wondering, uh, Sp Crash is indeed shorter than Spike, but he does it so well. Spike says he's mad because he's never kissed a woman. Crash yells, <laughs> you can't prove that, before muttering, thanks, cuz, to Molly. <laughs> Crash then says he's teaming with Jackie to face the two of them in a mixed tag tonight. Jackie wants to fight because she said Jackie, because she heard Molly Holly said Jackie wasn't good enough to be tough enough. Molly says... I didn't say that, but Crash walks off saying, that's not what she thinks. Sweet segment, Crash rules, go to hell, moppy. <laughs> Hippity hoppity, women are gullible. <laughs> hey, Jacqueline, Molly said you shit. Did she? Jackie just wants to fight. I won't question that. Jackie's in the back just breaking bricks over her knee. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll make her shit. <laughs> I'll make her shit <laughs> on her dry roofing. I'll give her a cup of coffee. <laughs> dry roofing. <laughs> anyway, never mind that. Here's the stinker. <laughs> hey! On Raw, DDP. Oh, no, no, yeah, he's here. DDP hit Undertaker with a chair on Raw as he was doing the one arm salute that used to be for the Black Panthers, but now Undertaker does it for the police. <laughs> he does it for criming. Sarah bootlicker but then Sarah was ready to square go with DDP so DDP stole some hair from her then bravely ran away hopefully to a big truck driven by Sting to get out of this rubbish I made a mistake Sting let's drive drive you guys were right can we acknowledge it's showtime folks can we can we not can we acknowledge wait a garbage truck Damn it, he's very slowly getting away. <laughs> Sting's doing his rounds, you see. He's a man of the people. Stop it, everyone's like a power walking to- I'm gonna kill your head! Can we acknowledge Undertaker and Sarah doing no. the whole criming police are the best pose? DDP twats Undertaker with a chair, and Sarah Calloway, I can only oh. assume, gets sympathy pains because she just sort of collapses. She doesn't get hit. She just sort of collapses on the floor. In the same way that when a lady is pregante, sometimes the man will get, like, similar <laughs> similar issues. Um, I think she got a sympathy pain from Undertaker getting hit with a chair. I like that. I like to think, because now going this crazy voodoo necromancy thing we're currently now with Vince resurrecting people just to fire them, that because they got the neck tattoo, that means that when Undertaker gets hurt, she feels the oh, same pain. Oh, she's like a voodoo doll. 
Yeah. He's like a voodoo doll Which is why Undertaker's going to sell for no one because he cares about his wife so much <laughs> until he doesn't. <laughs> until uh, he finds a younger model. And uh, ooh, hopefully one who can act. Because up next, it's dramatic time oh. as JR sits down with the Undertaker neck tattoo family. Oh boy, acting. Sarah calls Undertaker and Mark. <laughs> oh God, sorry, sorry. Mark is his name. <laughs> We're calling him Mark. It's real, damn it! This is a shoot. Forget what Power Slam said. This is yeah. a shoot. Sarah calls herself the baddest bitch in the yard. She really was a trendsetter for pretty much every women's promo to hit us the next 20 years. Uh, Undertaker looks bored to tears during this and rips his chest mic off. Coincidentally, chest mic was his first wife. <laughs> She's a bit further down from neck tattoo. Um, Any thoughts on this brief yet memorable segment? Undertaker had the posture and body language that I have if I'm ever out and then Alex bumps into a couple of her mates and we end up sat with them. It's the same. (laughs) It's exactly the same body language. He looks like he don't want to be anywhere near (laughs) that segment. This also feels like we are transitioning out of DDP versus Undertaker and Sarah Calloway versus DDP. That's what I feel like is the natural progression of this feud because Sarah showed no fear of DDP and I genuinely think she's going to beat the shit out of him. And there was a great moment. There was a great mo- As Undertaker, as Sarah finished talking, Undertaker went, we done? And Undertaker takes off his mic and then it pans back to Sarah who does this face, this cocksure little face, which is, I can't describe it, it's like... <laughs> yeah. As if to go, there you go. <laughs> He's angry. That's got to be Mark. <clears throat> had it been a sitcom, it would have had a... It was look at look at her face as he leaves. It's very it's a very animated. Why didn't she get a tattoo on her neck that it said Undertaker? <laughs> Sarah's husband. Vince. You know how you know how in Alan book he he never refers to Lynn. He always calls her my assistant. <laughs> he just says my husband on her neck. Vince tells Austin that he thinks he could beat up Booker T. <laughs> Weird, but makes sense that they're together after nearly splitting up at King Ring 01. But yeah, Austin and Vince are together back again, I guess. That little tease was just they in case did, he yeah, couldn't make it. Yeah, it was more a case of Vince just left Austin to, to, to do his thing. I'm pretty sure kind of they explained it away by Austin going, ah, I get you, Vince. It was a test and I love you for yeah. it. And they kind of just carry on. He went, don't say test in front of me because we bad chills. And he went, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> also weird is that Kurt Angle is now a super face according to Poppy Gets when he enters the room. Oh yeah, it's huge. But not before he shakes Vince's hand and gets Austin insecure enough to hug Vince. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's how this starts. Okay. I, I love it. I Kurt love says it. Vince looks good, considering Booker did a number on him on Raw. Vince says, I know I felt better in my life. He yells. <laughs> Fucking not selling the WWE <laughs> champion beating you up. Fuck Kurt, off. Kurt is saying, everyone's wondering what would happen if Austin Booker crossed paths. Austin gets mad and says he wants some of him, as does Vince, who gets patted on the chest by jealous Austin. And they go book hunting, like that old man from the Yellow Pages advert. <laughs> 
Fucking I could only ever do that with you. Fly fishing by J.R. And you remember the guy's name and the net fantastic. <laughs> the funny thing was, he wrote the book and he was ringing to see if his book was in stock. Arrogant. <laughs> Arrog- Don't ruin that advert. Arrogant. Don't ruin that beloved classic advert. Arrogant. <laughs> now I've been an old man ringing up to say, got the yellow pages. You got my book in stock? Uh, yeah, I'm just checking. And if they, that wasn't an old enough reference, here's a JVC tube circle oh, music machine. I fucking hate these Kaboom books. I think they're horrible. Yeah. Mega tube, Giga tube, sorry, the Giga tube. I choose you. Awful. <laughs> Better than Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I just, the Giga tubes are disgusting. Just disgusting. If you've still got one, please send us a picture of it working. Classic at cultaholic.com. Yeah, the cash converters you work at. Get the phone, yeah, please. Yeah, please do. Are the, are the cash converters you've got, or in the in, in your basement or your attic, could you dust off the Giga tube? Right. Fascinated to see yeah. one of these in. in also, hello, Nana. Uh, to highlight Kane not winning the tag titles against the Dudley Boys on Raw because of Albert and his massive boombox of a head. Uh, that was JVC Circle 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 Circle, aka a particularly easy level of Parappa the Rapper. Oh, he's done it again! Which I'm wearing the shirt off. He's got a lead. Which you can't tell because I'm a bit small this week. Do we? Just this week. I'm usually taller. I've got. Stand up. I had to use the yellow pages for the, the joke, yeah. so I couldn't sit on it. Stand up. Oh, the Linda, Linda McMahon. There you go. That's better. Anyway, so this means tonight... There is a few episodes of this. Oh, God, I'm normal size now. Huh? You should have said that. I did, I've only just realised, looking at that, going, wait, am I getting smaller by the minute? <laughs> Don't answer that question. drinking math. <laughs> it's Kane versus Albert. No DQ. The rematch of their sweet slobber knocker. It's not as good as the original. Uh, Albert lands a scissors kick to dominate Kane while dressed as an undercover policeman in a sting at Lincoln Park road crew operation. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Albert smashes the bell over Kane to knock him down as the commentators talk about anything else. Kane dodges an Albert charge and realizes this match is going absolutely nowhere. So decides, with the grace of God, to deliver a Hurricane Rana. Fucking yes! I'll say it again. Kane, give him one. Give him a hurricane rana. He certainly did. Crowd Love loves that. that. Albert ignores it because his 64 DD-sized head prevents damage. So Kane lands the clothesline off the top rope and landing on his feet to get the choke slam. Woohoo! But wait, DDP runs in and hits a diamond cutter that Kane, in typical Kane fashion, takes on his knees. I've got that here. Same time got on his knees for fuck's sake. I didn't even know he was doing this in 01. The thing is, he didn't I don't think he even knew what he was taking because he kind of It shot at a weird angle, so I think that was the best angle it looked at. Oh yeah, they did. It the must best have looked a bit rubbish on the other ones. I think that he might have thought that it was like a stunner. Because he kind of like initially, like he kind of had yeah, he, he sort of put, yeah. he juts his head out and brings his knees down and then realizes, oh Paige is it's already on the canvas. I'd best like flop forward. Yeah. Onto my knees. So I think he might have thought it was a stunner and got a bit confused. And it's a shame because it'll be it'll be people that back, back at the back that go, oh, these WCW guys are shit. It'll be, there, it'll be Paige that gets it in the neck for that. But Paige did nothing wrong. But I bet you, some, I bet it was fucking Bradshaw. Fucking Farouk. Maybe more Bradshaw. No, worse than, than that, Undertaker is the, the one with Bradshaw DDP. Bradshaw and Taker backstage going, yeah. oh man, fucked up dead move, didn't you, DDP? No, fucking Ooh. Kane did. We love Kane on this podcast. Hashtag. Fucking Kane ruined that, not DDP. Sandbagging page. Ooh, no. get him off my TV. Albert Baldo. Kane wearing a oh. sandbagging t shirt next no. week. No. Albert the sandbagger's new gimmick. Albert Baldo bombs Kane to. 
inexplicably win the IC title in a very confusing decision that did nothing to Albert, who was then forgotten about when the invasion started, along with the rest of X Factor, and then wouldn't get anything resembling a push until he became A Train uh, a few years later. Uh, you deserve it. Uh, yeah. You deserve it. Hey, great train and everything else like that, but this was a very out there take as baloney.com reveled in. I love love their first match. I do love the Hurricane Rana, don't get me wrong, but as the rest of the match was just whatever. I thought it was all right. I, don't, I think you did. My it. expectations are really high after the first one. Yeah, because yeah, they, they, right, they've fault. been so, they worked so beautifully together in the past. Mm. And, and this promised to be like carnage because it was no DQ, and it really was just not as carnage-like as we thought. Mm, carnage-esque. Carnage-esque, that's a better way of doing it. Yeah, Albert winning the IC title is a weird one. I can't quite fathom it. I think the general consensus from what I read on Figure 4 and The Observer is it's confusing, like why you'd put... Thanks, Alvarez. On, Al- on, on, ...on Albert, who, I mean, is a workhorse, and at this point he's been grafting. Um, but I don't see what the long... T- unless they just want to get the IC title off Kane. Mm. And in terms of people that could do it, because he's so deeply entrenched in a feud with X Factor, maybe give it Albert and see what Albert does with it. Strange yeah. choice. As you say, they kind of... they It's used more in the storyline um, sort of before SummerSlam. They get the belt off him, don't they? And then, it, and then, and yeah. then business resumes as he's, well. He's the Iron Sheik, the IC titles. The Iron Sheik's the IC title. Kane refused to lose to... Who was that that takes off him? Lance, Lance Storm. That's right, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Ah. Vince blames Undertaker for DDP showing up because Undertaker demanded Vince let him in, which is some good Vince logic. So Kurt says, well, you know that expression, where there's DDP, there's bound to be Booker T. <laughs> that famous Austin's confused because he's never heard of that before and the two stare at each other as Angle admits he made it up. <laughs> Well, they can't all be winners. Angle's great. Angle's great. And this brings us to, a bit inexplicably, the Hardys versus the Dudleys. Tables elimination match. Wait, why? Oh, because they did this at Madison Square Garden at the Rumble 2000. They're rolling back the years. Uh, A.K. Andy Peters' favourite WF pay-per-view. Because he's the person in charge of Channel 4 programming oh, at the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. Team programming. And the he went, bu- this old- isn't for teens, lads. Uh, yeah. The old buyer's remorse night. Yeah. Ed the Duck was furious. <laughs> Dudleys have their We're Coming Down theme. This may be a SmackDown debut. I just only noticed it. Uh, nah, they've had it for a while. Oh, fair enough then. I didn't like this as much as their others, either the original one or as Get up, get up, get up, drop the bombshell. Anyway, Dudleys destroyed Jeff to begin. What else is new? Was up, headbutt, but without the was up, so it's just headbutt, settles it down as they go for tags despite the table stipulation. Matt tags in and unleashes his leg drops and uh, while Jeff gets poetry in motion once and then gets counted into a powerbomb by Bubba the second time. Devon sets up tables, but we appear to get some heavy edits as Bubba misses a senton, but then recovers before Matt to move the table away so Devon doesn't get put through it before wa- walking right into a leader Frankensteiner. Yeah, well, Kane did it better. <laughs> Matt delivers the twist of fate to Devon, and Jeff puts Devon through a table with a swanton bomb. Very nice. Bubba then simply backdrops Jeff out of the ring and through two tables, and Jeff doesn't look like he's having much fun there. <laughs> and this goes down to Matt and Bubba, but then Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare, what are you doing here? The WCW Tag Team Champions show up and look sweet as O'Hare lands the swanton bomb. Nice pun. They look great. Before doing the fingers. Also, Chuck is there. 
They run away as the WF roster chases them. The Katamari ball of mid-card. That's right. But they do a pincer movement and cut them off like the Nazis. <laughs> and they what? throw them in the ring and dump the sorry bastards through tables as the APA can barely conceal their erections. <laughs> also, kind time mug for the camera while the crowd go absolutely wild for all of this. Even Chuck. And after the break, the APA send them out of the arena while Raven, Meng, and other people you definitely associate with the WF yell, Yeah! <laughs> it was just seeing, seeing these great characters, like just in this clump of mid card Katamari, really made me sad. And like, and I thought Chuck, Chuck and Sean looked phenomenal. Is it too soon to have the WWF get the better over? WCW guys, like they only re the invasion only really started on Monday. I think already having Chuck and Sean take a paste in got a nice reaction. I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You can't have the exact same thing happening every time. And if we just had Booker T being chased uh, on Raw, uh, it's like, okay, you idiots, why about you do something there? So I think it should be give and take. Yeah, sometimes they do it, sometimes enough. they don't, because then they go, oh yeah, well we'll bring more guys next time. It's like, mm. oh, okay. Okay, but yeah, this this worked really well. Crowd really enjoyed it, and it must have looked crazy live seeing everyone go in the crowd. Yeah, and it, like, it felt oh, really. They're getting away. Aha! No, they're not. It felt anarchic, and yeah. I really and there's a lot about this show that feels like like uncontrolled chaos because it was uncontrolled chaos backstage. Mm. Losing Benoit at the height of his popularity at that point, it wouldn't take him over three years to get back to that point. That's a bitch. Triple mm. H gone. The Rock film star. Crash Holly not getting pushed. And here he is. Crash and Jackie versus the modern day Romeo and Juliet in brackets. Yeah, because they both die. Uh, Spike and Molly. Cole and Taz point out that they doubt Molly said Jackie Molly's was... Molly's fine. Molly's not dead. Well, that was Spike. Um, Did you think Spike Dudley was dead? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking of Crash. I thought Crash had gone. No, Crash is dead. Yes. Yeah, Spike's not a relationship with Crash. Okay. I've been really ahead of the I don't want you marrying my cousin. Why not? Because I love you. <laughs> oh. oh, what a great twist and a classic. That'd be a good twist. Yeah. Um, it's just always point, but funny, it, it's not used it as much anymore, but people do, oh, it's a real Romeo and Juliet relationship. And you go, you know how that book ends, right? Yeah, they both die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like pointing out, even though you're right, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, Cole and Taz both point out that they doubt Molly said Jackie wasn't good enough or tough enough. To the two people who watched that segment who didn't understand <laughs> a crash was fibbing. It's, it's that whole thing of like, sometimes they, over, more often than not at this point, they over explain everything. They've eased back on the commentary a little bit because there were points on SmackDown when we've watched it where Austin will go like, I've got something in mind tonight. And Michael Cole will go, oh, I think he's about to call out this guy. Like, I'm going to call out this guy. That's old yeah. Like, just let it breathe. Mm. And they're doing that a bit now. There was a point on SmackDown where, like, Cole was, like, in, in every bit of silence he was filling. And you don't need to. Silence. As a commentator, silence is the most powerful thing you can do. It's true. See? Because you stopped then thinking, as my, as my podcast thing stopped. And it hasn't. Aha. Welcome back. We've got you. Aha. I'll put Michael, Principal Skinner in real life, cool. <laughs> Molly gets a few licks in on Crash before Spike takes over. However, Jackie just destroys Spike on the outside as Taz and Cole yell, boy, I guess she is tough enough. Yeah, all right, mate. 
Crash chinlocks Molly <laughs> while facing Molly. What? No. Crash chinlocks Spike while facing Molly. That's better. While, it's a good job the show's pre-taped. While yelling, come on, throw a kiss for Molly. <laughs> Molly gets a hot tag and takes down Jackie and then Crash before landing the multiple handspring elbows in the corner. Making like Japan and yelling, fuck you, China. Oh! Oof. See what you did. Spike counters a spike pile driver off the top into a slingshot in the corner to crotch Jackie and set up the Molly go round with Jackie eating all the shit for them to win. <laughs> that move either looks like the safest or most brutal thing in the world, depending it, on where the legs land. It all, it's all in that sort of kerfuffle of a landing yeah. that makes people go, oh, is, that, is everybody all right? Is everybody yeah. all right? Jackie and Crash yell at one another before Crash fucks up and pushes Jackie, who then beats him up. Beats the shit out of him. With her leaving to her theme music, making its first appearance in TV in forever. Yeah! It's been a good few months since Jacqueline had a singles match on SmackDown. Angle asks out loud backstage, who would win in a fight, Stone Cold or Booker T? (laughs) And he goes over the positives. Austin is WF champion, Booker T is WCW champion. Austin has experience. Booker has more temper. Booker has the height advantage. Austin has the width advantage. <laughs> width? Asks Steve. They're both about equal. Ooh, it's a tight one. El Hebner knocks on the door and asks if anyone wants to buy a T-shirt. <laughs> Before letting us know that someone from WCW is here. The Brain Trust assume it's Booker T, so they leave together. Deb stays behind so she can drink Austin's beer. I love that. Someone from WCW is here. Okay. Who, Earl? <laughs> who? Earl, who? You're going to keep on watching. Who's here, Earl? And Earl goes, oh, I didn't ask. I mean, what do they look like, Earl? Again, look, look, if they didn't say and keep you in suspense, people would be flicking over the other channel and see what's on Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Ooh, it's a Neelix episode. I love them. As much as I love a colonoscopy. Vince goes to see who it is of Austin Angle, um, and Vince is like, I can take Booker T. You think I can take Booker T? Of course you can. Of course you can. You got my back up, right? Yeah, we got your back up. (laughs) So they go in there. Go on, Vince. Go on, Vince. Vince going first, and it's revealed to be Booker T. Ori Wilson. Ori Wilson. To a big-ass pop as she goes, hello, it's me, Tori Wilson. The crowd go, oh. They don't pop until she says Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, huh? It's me, but... Oh, Zary Wilson! Woman, woman. I, I feel like they should have had a close-up shot of Vince, Austin, and Angle, and all three at the same time go, <gasps> Tory Wilson! Pans to Tory. Cut, Cuts the crowd out to swear God. What are you doing yeah, here? They, they would have all done it. They would have all done it. Oh, yeah. What are you doing here? Like, hi, I'm Tory Wilson, and... Uh, Vince and Austin want to know, hey, where's Booker T? And Angler's like, oh, hello, how are you? I'm a former Olympic gold medalist. Uh, good angle. Tori wants to talk to Vince alone. He's not because... interested because it's not Jeff's wife. Ooh. Tori wants to talk to oh, Vince man. alone because her WCW contract is nearly up and she wants to defect. Vince is suspicious, but Tori starts saying how much better looking Vince is in person. And in one of the funniest things I've ever seen in wrestling, upon hearing this... Austin steps in and gives Vince a hug. No! I had to pause and walk around my little room I was watching this in because of how funny this was. Phenomenal. I, the, the comic timing and the, the giant pop from the crowd as well. Like, 
Oh, anyway, <laughs> that was br- I, that is an underestimated moment. Underrated moment. Go watch that bit. Yeah. Anyway, Vince sees the attractive woman, and of course wants to have a private meeting. <laughs> we'll have to see <laughs> what happens uh, in lawsuits later on. Is this the same year that a million dollars was just yeah, lost I'd from f- the? Races? Wait, that's that static. The, we're going through a tunnel. Anyway, oh, we have to do our books from one, right? Fine. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you can make the argument that this was comedy at the time when the biggest angle of all time was occurring, or supposed to be building up steam. But it has to be said, God, these backstage bits are funny. There's some good stuff. There's yeah. some good stuff. Big shout to Vincent Mann, who backstage is like, I could fight all the men in WCW, and I could fuck all the women in WCW. <laughs> and who was writing the show? I guess we'll never know. Oh, eh? if only we knew. Anyway, tough enough. The 5,000 or so people are here to yell and flex and be tore out by WF dudes. I'll put Norm McDonald voice. Oh, the stars are here. Josh Matthews, Maven. Oh, I can't be bothered typing this. <laughs> Hopefully Tom have done this. And if Tom hasn't, then just watch Tough Enough Fuck because it's on the network. Uh, I, just, nice. I, I wrote that we got a, a little bit of Josh Matthews doing an in-ring promo. And uh, we saw a bit of Maven when they talked about charisma. Yeah, and he winked a bit. I guess yeah. that's just And then just a bunch of... Shit asses. Fucking shit asses. <laughs> no. I'm a great wrestler. Look at my body. Shut up. Like the worst... The yeah. fucking dirt worst. Like people, have they Vick. never watched wrestling? <laughs> or have they just remembered wrestling and gone, I think this is what you do? Just shit asses. Just complete yeah. shit asses. In, do you know what? Tough enough, that first bit, right? When the show got running, it was fine. But that first week, and I, and I know it did really well because um, in the Observer they say like the, the ratings were excellent the general reaction was excellent because it encouraged no general reaction general reaction was no it was whatever but um, he was um, but like the, because it brought non-wrestling fans to watch wrestling products and the general feedback was it was a really entertaining show it's kind of like the real world but with WWF wrestlers which was big at the time I watched that and I was in Embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. I felt every part of my body sort of cr- cringe and curl backwards watching these guys cutting promos. I was just like, oh my, I just secondhand embarrassment for all for pretty much all of them. Like, and uh, and this reminded me of it slightly. The show will get better. There is an iconic scene in an episode in a few weeks' time that features Triple H. There's an iconic scene from this series of Tough Enough. That, that, that will live on long beyond the show. And it was, it was an iconic moment from Triple H that forced at least one person to quit the show, which I think is great. Not great that he quit, but it was, the way, it was the reason why he quit. But yeah, we'll talk about it as we get yeah. close to it. Uh, I didn't watch much of it. The bits I watched, uh, it was never for me, any of its ver- various versions of Tough Enough. But I don't like Reddit TV much, so I'm not target audience for this. No. Uh, and, you know, obviously the wrestlers were not target wrestlers that fans. WF wanted anyway, because none of them did much after what? Nidia? Maven, Nidia. Yeah, but then after that. Josh Matthews. Yeah. That's pretty much like the they one. They signed people and then through. they went, cool, bye. Yeah. Pewder. <laughs> that one dude on the last Tough Enough. Who like tweeted something which I I took at at face value was him being in wrestler mode and all the wrestlers were like, Rocket! yeah like like this like the second's APA, you breathe up asking permission first from Undertaker. All right, that's it. You're fucking dead. So I was just like, great. The, the show shit. The wrestlers shit. And now the wrestlers who are on the show look shit by their actions. John Hennigan. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. That ain't, like that, that ain't no make-believe. Now listen. Mm. RC Cola, drink it for the caffeine, brings you Jericho beating Tajiri after Tajiri fires his green mist and hits Regal right in the face. We then cut directly to Regal's bloody office with pictures of the Queen and something I've only noticed the first time, Margaret Thatcher. I did wonder whether we'd had a Thatcher there before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is why you know he's a heel. As Regal complains, the green mist still stains him. And he turns around and his face is all green like that one guy with a tiger mask on uh, Phoenix Knights. He said uh, he wants to put Jericho in a double ladder oh, barbed this. wire cage match on fire. And then former CCW champion Tajiri says, oh, sorry, it's already been done. <laughs> but then Regal go on to say, the thing is, we had a double ladder barbed wire cage match on fire planned for years and years and years. We had this planned 10 years ago. Triple H told me 10 years ago we had this planned, but then I had 48 hours notice to put it together. <laughs> that was good. No, I got that. That wasn't, you know, golf clap. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like the Gentleman Villain podcast. But Say I was... it again and I can do the lizard noises in the background. <laughs> right. I, like, I love the Gentleman Villain feed podcast. Feed us. Feed us. <laughs> feed us, Dad, you prick. No one um, cares about wrestling drama from 10 years ago. Get a life. But Regal. do you not... But I love the Gentleman Villain podcast. I think Regal's... Yeah. Regal's a, is, he is an institution. He's a national treasure. He, he is one of the funniest fuckers on telly right now in the wrestling. Mm. Hello, my little marshmallow. Mm, yum, yum. But that NXT UK episode really hit a bit weird with me because after the episode is him going we had this plan for 10 years this has been the plan for 10 years then the other half is him going I was in Australia and I was told to run back immediately to the yeah. UK and call 16 wrestlers there's no time to explain yeah. why like which which is it <laughs> and then he would go people yeah. people you know people talk a lot of rubbish and say that it was rushed and it wasn't rushed admittedly the ITV thing sped it up but it wasn't rushed mm. it was fine it was the plan all along it's like, uh, so it's like Rick James on the Chappelle show they said it was rushed it wasn't rushed so anyway, I had 48 hours to put it all together. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Oh, and and credit to him for doing Wait, it. But, uh, and then there was a whole bit where went, oh, the bloody clickbaiters will pick up on this. And then he said a bit <laughs> that the clickbaiters picked up on and published. Which I have to he believe. He knows how I, it works. He had to, I have to believe it was ironic. But anyway, nothing ever happens in wrestling. Nothing ever happens in wrestling. Ever. Walk, feed, feed us, feed us. <laughs> Shut up. That's my wife. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jericho... Uh, is actually there this turn around and actually notice him for the first time which is pretty funny it's like oh we didn't even bother to check sorry sorry Jericho <laughs> he was we've got that right. AW backstage peripheral vision where we get sneak attack from the front <laughs> Jericho challenges both of them to attack match tonight but then Regal points out it's a good use for segment here because <laughs> but Jericho you, Chris Benoit's out for six months who's your tag partner going to be the fandom of the opera <laughs> Everybody laughs. That was a joke that we'd make. Because yeah, they're in New York, I guess. And that's, when you think of New York, you think of all those, those wonderful theatre shows, I guess. Like, <laughs> Who's your colleague going to be? Cats. Mew, 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 mew. <laughs> Who's your tag partner going to be? The New York Jets. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Whatever his Rudy fucking name Giuliani. is. It's easy for me to say. <laughs> Who's going to be your tag team partner? Good morning, America. Captain Janeway. It's <laughs> getting camper and camper the longer segment who's goes. Who's going to be your tag team partner? The King of Queens. Tajiri's like, who's your tag partner going to be? Is it someone from old Japan? Because they've just created an alliance. It'll be good. This will be a perfect... Op- Shut the fuck up, Tajiri. <laughs> Regal starts drinking tea as Jericho asks, Hey, how is it? Causing the comedy British tea spit. Perfect. Nailing all the classics. 
Carry on, Phantom of the Opera. He's hitting all Where's the Where's my washboard? <laughs> He's hitting all the bits. Good he? Lord, sells Regal as he cleans his monocle <laughs> and prepares to fight in the Falklands. On a penny farthing. <laughs> I'll get the bounders, yells Regal. And Taziri goes, I didn't watch these shows. I'm not really familiar with what's happening. I'll just I'm, read I'm scared of knowing. I'm scared of television. Like he's scared. He said the royal. Tajiri's like they said the royal family was coming up, but his big fat bastard with glasses showed up, complaining about everything, talking about his ass a lot. Yeah, right. I think Regal's Tajiri's rib on Regal, and I really like. No, it might not be a rib, but Tajiri telling Regal when they travelled together that he was afraid. He was he was afraid of music, so they had had to drive hours in silence. I think I think it might be the greatest rib of all time. Those drives must just fucking suck the life out of you. So you can't even... <laughs> and he said, not even talking. Just sat in silence know. for hours driving. And Regal, that lovely animation was WWE Storytime. They did uh, a few years ago on the network, which is a lovely little series. Um, Regal's version of events, because he's talking about it, is that the animated version of things. I would just get so annoyed that Tajiri's driving and I would just lean up to him. Like, just close to him and just go, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I would do that for minutes upon a time and Tajiri would turn around and go I hate you <laughs> so yeah I hate Tajiri so God and I don't love, know I want to hate Tajiri's Tajiri's written a book and I was so excited to get it but it's just about like how to be a wrestler it's a t- self-help book self-taught um, and I went bollocks I mean lovely idea but I wanted to yeah I was, Tajiri you want stories don't you yeah yeah why did you do that <laughs> like, anyway he plays his cards very close but you heard that story as well about Tajiri that um Kayfabe, uh-huh. everyone in ECW that he's like, uh-huh. I can barely speak any English and stuff like that. Oh. Until the Sandman walked past him one time, he was on the phone speaking very good English. And someone's like, Yo, yo, lied him, yo. And told everyone, he's like, Sorry, 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 sorry. He had to like take his look. Just a rib. Yeah. He likes a long, he plays the long game just to Jerry. I like yeah. him. Anyway, uh, Big Fat Bastard is here, teaming up with Trish Stratus. During the break, Big Show drops uh, drop what on Trish on Raw uh, on Smack. Wait, during the break. Oh, so yeah. it's a clip. Oh, oh they did this, it, this they... occurred when right, the break we just had. There we go. Yeah. Big Show dropped what on Trish, and then stares at her tits, remarking that they're almost as big as his own. Show tries to use Moppy to mop it up, hence the name. But Perry attacks him, so Show snaps Moppy in half, while Perry goes no. So we get the singles match, and Perry. It's still not over with this new gimmick. It's still not quite landing, is it? Fat Bastard uses his own moppy <laughs> butt to smother Perry in the corner. Perry makes a comeback with some nice-looking offense before Big Show press slams Perry to the outside. The lack of reaction for all this is sad. Terry distracts Show, who then tries a weird kick on Perry on the outside so Show can attempt to crotch himself around the ring post, technically. However, it doesn't look exactly right because you could fit two hornswoggles between his crotch and the post. <laughs> Trish uses Moppy to distract Perry, so Terry and Trish brawl for the only pop of the match with show pinning at Perry after the choke slam. Like watching Plague Dogs. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, Perry got some licks in on Big Show. Yeah, he did. I thought Perry might have beaten Big Show because Big Show's so far down the pecking order at the moment. Um, yeah, this is... Uh... The, the the bland leading the bland here. It was uh, two guys that have lost their way, just sort of bumping into each other on the on the crossroads of life. Yeah, 
for carrying on their separate journeys. Not long now till the Big Show finds himself a friend, though. Someone else who is similarly on a, on a really cursed path. And they form uh, the dullest tag team uh, one could imagine. Can't wait for that. Cannot wait. PS2 brings you the second Madison Square Garden sellout of the week. And also some crappy 3F mid-carders watching the door for any surprises. <laughs> the APA will be hosting Sunday Night Heat this Sunday at the night time. This <laughs> Sunday at the night time? <laughs> Regan the Jiri wait for Jericho's partner to be revealed. And it's the returning worm himself... NCL's very own Scotty Too Hotty. I didn't Yay. get the Phantom, but I got the Worm. Yeah, that, does, that's a, that's a, that was a great line. It's a great line. It's, it's a bit cock. I was a fan of the opera. Who, who's Dick Heesuck going to get fucking two references on this one? <laughs> no, it's not the fan of the opera. Oh, well, that was just in the cultural tone of this period of time in 2001. I mean, it would have been a lovely twist if Jericho went, my tag partner. Da, 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 da. The Phantom of the Opera is his tag partner. The Phantom of the Womb! That would be like, there's no set, there's no connection. There's like, uh, uh, it's how fine. can you actually make it? Um, I was just happy to see, like, hey, a healthy mid carder that's good. <laughs> Honorary Geordie, Scotty Too yeah. High. Angle broke his ankle a few months ago and now he's fully healed. If Lawler were on commentary, he'd say something offensive about the Japanese eating worms. <laughs> he would. Hottie and Tajiri work very well together. Know each other from Raw 97, with Hottie getting a cheeky bow before dunking Tajiri. Ooh, easy tiger. It sounds like Jericho has lost a smidge of his pop, considering where he was a few weeks ago, but he has been immediately shunted down the crowd, uh, down the crowd, <laughs> down the card after King of the Ring 2001, because this period is cursed. Regal and Tajiri play around with Hottie until Jericho hot tags and lands the double powerbomb onto Tajiri. Haven't seen that in forever, but it has been mm, a while since he wrestled anyone. Nice he could actually idea. hit it on. Hottie. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hoddy, get, not Hoddy, gets the bulldog and lands the worm as the crowd explodes and really gets into it. And then he hits the, the big old chop and gets the win. That's the winner. A truly special night. Scotty is so used to immediately losing after hitting that move. Why too Hoddy celebrate? <laughs> hey. What do you think of this? Some would argue that the worm's too slow and it's a shite people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hendry's well, Joe Hendry. phenomenal. Uh, I like. I thought this was great. I think that had there not been an invasion looming, I think this would probably would have been like an upper mid card push for Scotty Too Hotty. Right. In amongst this, being brought back in, 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 in the circumstances, the biggest way possible, like as Chris Jericho's tag partner. That's that's a that's a big old because Jericho main, main event at the pay per view on Sunday, and and he's in there with Regal. It's like that's it. This is probably the biggest way to bring him back, and. Uh, and I thought, you know what? Had the world been slightly different, you could have had, you know, a run for Scotty as, as like a, a lower card champion, a European champion, IC champion. I don't know. Whether you would have won it, I don't know. But why not at this point? The rest of the card is so fucking cursed. Why not? Yeah. It's just going to get more cursed as more and more invasion goes along. Yeah. It's such a fascinating period to revisit. And Scotty looked great. Scotty looked Look like in, that, that hot Albert Scotty Hotty feud perhaps. Perhaps. I try to say possibly and perhaps at the same time and just Poss-a-laps. made a noise. So if I criticise anyone for their bad mic skills tonight, just say, all right, yeah, Matthew. Yeah, it's good to hear. Austin gets mad about Angle talking about Booker T and he's so sick of hearing about him. Uh, this is how I feel browsing Twitter nowadays. I see clickbait. <laughs> Austin leaves and Vince asks if Kurt has his back. And Kurt laughs and says, I don't need to have his back. He's Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is a good way of getting around that. Austin heads to the ring to call out Booker as the proud WF champion with the Madison Square Garden cheering Austin. Yeah. Because fuck WCW, 
They never ran here because WF had the, the deal on the place. So he is being cheered because he's like, yeah, he is still WF champ calling out the WCW invader. So, all right. Austin calls out Booker and says he'd better show up before he gets to 10. But Taz instead gets in the ring, giving us the legendary... Unless Booker T got real small, real fat, real quick, you ain't Booker T line. I got the laugh from the crowd. Uh, yeah. Taz laugh. says maybe instead of WCW, you should be more focused on WWF business, such as him being up Michael Cole last week. Taz demands he apologize for what he did to him. Austin grins at Cole and says, no. Taz says he'll beat an apology out of him if he doesn't. And crowd pops big for that. And Austin says, I'll even do it for the title. And Austin says, absolutely, I'll put the title. So Taz says... It'll... Taz says, how yeah, do you do it for your WWF Championship? I'll even Crowd be... go wild. That's weird, actually. Right, so wait, wait, wait. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, Taz says, I'll even do you for the title. Austin says, I'll even do it anywhere, anytime. Just not right now. And the crowd boos and goes, oh, yeah, he is a, he is a bad guy. M mixed signals. Then Austin smashes the WWF title over Taz after saying it's the closest he'll ever get to it. He then throws little fat, little short booker over the announce table and onto Cole before demolishing Taz. Crowd then chants for Booker T. It was now the heel face, the Austin's face heel. <laughs> Make sense of that if you want. Cole checks on Taz and tells him he's next before telling him to make a run for it. You skinny son of a bitch. No, and Austin... then he said, no, he tells him go make a run for it. Then he changes his mind uh, yeah. and he turns amazing here because he goes, no, no, you know what? Don't make a run for it. Be a man. Take your being like a man. Bring your city slicker, skinny ass in this ring and take this being like a man. And he gets even crazier. He's practically salivating and yelling, oh, I can feel it. I can feel it. I want it. I want you. I want you. And he's like, holy shit, as Cole walks up the steps and then walks away. And Austin then turns to, you know, as an evil style, like a tank to go, wait, where are you going? Where are you going? And so he can't see Booker T attack him with the belt as the mid-carders chase through the crowd and into the, chase Booker T all the way into the WCW one limo as the show <laughs> goes off the air with the WF mid-carders throwing their hands off the air going, oh, God dang it, we just missed them. <laughs> Booker T wow. cracking Steve Austin with the WCW title. That felt mega it felt mega like these two clashing felt like a big thing and 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 they painted it and the, and i you know what i like the fact that we didn't see booker till that moment and all night there's kind of conversations that put booker t and steve austin in the same stratosphere that he hasn't been sort of pushed down like a few have like he's very much in the stratosphere because they know they've got they need top guys if they're going to redo WCW, they need top guys. They're like, you've got to treat Booker T like a credible threat to Austin. Because there's literally no one else. Yeah. You've got to have somebody. Why not the WCW champion Booker T? I loved this bit. And I, at this point, thought, holy shit, the main event of Invasion, Steve Austin versus Booker T. Mm. Oh, shoot that into my veins. Yeah. I'll be honest. At this point in time, I did not see Booker T anywhere near the same level wow, as Wow, really? Because Booker T had only been at the top of WCW near the very end. Not the very end. Well, you know, I count the last year of existence as the very end. To me, I liked him. I thought he was great, but I didn't see him as that level okay. at all. And I watched WCW near the end as well. So this isn't like me as not as a WCW fan going, whatever, screw WCW. Mm. No, but I didn't see Booker T as part of, as they call briefly, the Millionaire's Club. 
Mm. That's the, those are those established guys. They, those are the guys that were at the same main events during Austin's main events. So uh, obviously I love Booker T now, I was in ring work and everything else. But at this time, in, I was like, okay. It was a taller order for you to <clears throat> see him as a, an equal. Yeah, I saw Scott Steiner was a bigger deal oh, okay. than him. Um, but obviously he wouldn't be showing up for it. But he, again, he was... But it's so, Scott Ste- so, so replace Booker T with Scott Steiner in the storyline and we're talking. Oh my God, yeah. Steiner hunting down Steve Austin. That was more believable. Because mm. like, oh, Scott Steiner just did this with his own accord. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can picture him doing it more. Yeah, but you know what? They're doing what they can with what they got. Yeah, that's it. Because it's a crazy period of history we're going through. Now it's happy to revisit it and all it's disgusting, wonderful... Horrible, beautiful glory. Yeah, uh, they're it's Apollo, all they're Apollo 13 ingot where they've gone. These are the tools we've got. We've got to, we've got to get them to the landing point, <laughs> right? It's like trying to hit this, use this ball to hit this bit of paper. I love that bit. But yeah, so what was something you remembered from this episode? Uh, I remembered that that final shot of Booker T cracking Steve Austin uh, with the WCW World Title, and I remember thinking, as I said to you, oh, get in. That's the main event for Invasion. I'm having that. I'm having that. Mom, dad, I want to buy invasion. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what we got, I felt, was somewhat inferior, I think, compared to what we could have been, but then obviously needs must as the devil drives. Um, but that's the bit that stood out to me that I remembered. What did you remember from this one? The Hurricane Rana. Ah! Let's go rewinding it going, fucking hell. A gorgeous moment. A gorgeous yeah. moment in Kane's history. Uh, what did you forget from this one? Austin's hug on Vince. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That they uh, they replay like the cowboy hat and the singing and everything else like that. But all these segments of them together, they're doing. This is the Austin heel character. They're like, oh, okay, he can do that comedy with Angle and Vince, and then go in the ring and just beat the shit out of Taz and Cole. He can, yeah, he can do all things at this point. He's unstoppable. Yeah. Now he's he's got it. He's nailed it. Mm. We'll see later on when the invasion and everything else like that happening. So what was something that you forgot? I forgot the pincer movement they did on Palumbo and O'Hare. <laughs> like I remember, I, I had a vague memory of like running central and I remember Palumbo and O'Hare running in and then I forgot that, oh wait, they kept the cameras rolling and they got beaten up. <laughs> like, damn it. They were so, I remember them looking great, but I forgot that they got beaten up. <laughs> I, I remember the bit, I don't remember them getting beaten up. So I was like, ah oh, man, that's a shame for him. Because that's a hot start, uh, as, as hot as it can be for uh, the invasion to be. Uh, but that was SmackDown for this week. Girthy episode this Ooh. week. You're very welcome Ooh. to it. We're back next week, and I think next week's one might be the last one for at least a week. Um, because then I'm properly away, and I think we would run out of time to record other episodes. So we might be the last one for at least a week. Uh, so join us then for that one. I think the... Um, that's coming up on the event horizon for you, Matthew Gray. Yeah, lots of things. Uh, Matthew will be looking for the thing that he got Tom. Oh, yes. Hopefully that's, else matters. That, that story arc will conclude. Furious, because I forgot it last week. Mm. And then I went, all right, I'll put my wallet so I'll never forget it. And my wallet goes, where's it gone? Oh, no. Anyway, I'm getting another one. So it wasn't like, it was like a priceless jewel or anything like that, or three shards of an emerald, a chaos emerald. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, stand near it and see if it beeps. Until we're back together again. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Colaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Hurricane Rana. Love you. Bye. <laughs> join us? Question mark. <laughs>
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 